We'll be on our uh, 17th podcast talking about the launch of the Nintendo 64. God willing that we're all here. <laughs> God willing. God willing that we're all here. Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 20 of the Turbo Duo Cast. I am your host, Salvatore Mata, and to my left is my brother from another game show lover. He is the oral assassin. He puts the ass in classic gaming, everybody. It's Trenton E. Wright the third. Esquire. We came to party and play with the joysticks. Real, real hard. Real hard. Real hard. So, I was just thinking about things, about this whole year that we've had, and uh, we're recording this here in mid-December, and I started to think about the Atari Jaguar, because that seems to have taken over our 2020, <laughs> is discussion about the, tw- about the Atari Jaguar, and, and our episode today is actually going to be a discussion of the Atari Jaguar itself and a couple of the games as that, a unit that uh, <laughs> came out for the Atari Jaguar. I feel like there's like, for me at least, there's been like the five stages of grief. Yeah. With the Atari Jaguar, and I wanted to look up what they were. So the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And bargaining, I think, huh? Yeah, like, like, well, maybe I can do this. No, yeah, I got Maybe you. I can, you know, there's a way that we can make it work. So, like, denial was like, I didn't even want to think about the Jaguar to begin yeah, was, the year. It was, fuck the Jaguar. Yeah, it was like, it was like it wasn't even there. And then it was anger. It was like, I fucking hate the Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar's a piece of dirty shit. We're going to take a dump on it, right? And then it was like, well, you know, maybe there's a couple redeeming qualities, right? <laughs> you know, maybe there's like this. It's all right. I mean, there's got to be something, right? You know, you and then like a, like a battered wife. And then, and then, <laughs> and then it got, and then you bought a Jaguar and like it started to take over and there was nothing I could do. I had no control over the trajectory or the direction. So I was, <laughs> I kind of was a little depressed about it. I was like, this thing's going to be taking over. And now I've accepted that the Atari Jaguar is a part. It's just a part of us at this point. And, mm. And so I've gone through my five stages of grief. The Atari Jaguar is here. It is capping off our 2020. And it's the only way you can end it. I can't think of a better way to cap off our 20. Maybe the 3DO will be the the sleeper console of 2021. Mm. I don't know. Nah. I don't know. We'll see. Nothing really uh, unique about it. About the 3DO. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to go there. This isn't a 3DO podcast. So. Uh, we'll be discussing. We're going to be discussing Cybermorph, the launch pack and title for the Atari Jaguar. The as, acclaimed Cybermorph, as well, <laughs> the unacclaimed. Well, that's the thing is we're going to be discussing a game that wasn't as well regarded, and then we're going to be discussing a somewhat of a legendary. It was game, irregarded. Somewhat of a legendary game in Tempest 2000. But before that, I got a few questions for you. Go ahead, shoot. Lollipop by Lil Wayne or Lollipop by the Cordettes? Like Lollipop, Lollipop. Correct. Ooh, lally, lollipop, Lollipop. Boom, 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 boom. Um, As I'm pouring, mm. <laughs> I'm pouring my Return of the Mac, Dogs vs. Shinobi, the officially unofficial beverage official, un- unofficial. of the Turbo Duo cast because it has the word Shinobi in it. Uh, I think I have to go Little Wayne on that one. Little Wayne, huh? Yeah. I, I, thought, I, I thought you would have gone with the cordettes. Lick me like a lollipop. It is a it is a good it is a good song. Of course, that was kind of like that was like when he started to like his downfall. Downfall. 
Yeah. What? Explain. His music just got terrible after that. Did it? I, I haven't really been paying attention. Oh. All right then. <laughs> Downfall. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean his uh his popularity with mango his, his popularity increased, but the uh the the quality did of the steady songs. did steady mobbin come out after lollipop or before because that is a really good song wait is that like drake is that like it's him and um and jeezy i think and we be steady mobbin you say you will go oh that's way that was like years after that yeah 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 so I, I like that i'm one. talking about like 99 2000 2002 wayne right right like the, the carter three mm-hmm. that was where it peaked <clears throat> you would be the expert on that. I would not be. So I'll, I'll <laughs> cash hit, money. CMO. That's right. All right. Uh, rock steady by the whispers. Or the rock steady. Rock by the steady whispers? by bad company. No, I'm saying <laughs> rock steady, steady rocking all night long. All night long. Hey, everybody steady rocking. All right. So if that wins, then. Do what about the whispers themselves versus the whisper song by the Yin Yang Twins? <laughs> now we're just going into all different categories. What about the there's act, no rules? What about the act of whispering as opposed to the <laughs> to the group the whispers? Uh, I still got to go. Still got to go with the whispers, right? Yeah, it's that. There's just steady. Right. You can't like that. Just that beat. All right, come on, feel the noise versus come on, Eileen. Oh, it's come on, feel the noise. Okay, all and right. that's quite right. Yes. Girl, I no, no, come on, Eileen. Girls no. rock your minds. Alright, two more. Sound of the Police. Whoop whoop by KRS one versus F the Police by NWA. Mm. I know you love KRS one, but uh, I don't know. I gotta go sound of the police. Wow, you you're you're going deep on that. <laughs> going, I, that I, that's an easy f the police for me, but whatever. The last one, the one by Elton John versus one by Metallica. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Brian McKnight. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I gotta go one Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's All t- day. It's a tight one. I mean, I'm an Elton fan. You don't like that one? All I ever needed was one. Like freedom fields where wild, wild horse can run. run. When stars collide, I like a you and I. I. The shadows block the sun. Oh, all I ever needed. Oh, baby, you're the one. You, can, can you feel that, though? In the air tonight? Ugh. <laughs> Let's do I, let's do uh, let's do some show notes unless you want to comment more on the one, but uh, I think we're no, I think we covered it. All right, <laughs> um, we had talked about uh, arena made games over one of the last two podcasts. It's hard to remember because we we kind of flip flopped with uh, with WrestleMania hey, hey. Friday the Thirteenth, um, but some of the more prominent games we kind of mentioned this Predator Two, which is one that we really like, Mortal Kombat, obviously um, that they made on um, the sixteen bit consoles or at least published. Uh, NBA Jam, Alien Three, T Two, the arcade game, pretty good games. All ones. These, these are the ones we brought up, though, right? Yeah. Oh, but those are. I mean, there were a bunch of stinkers in there, but th- these are actually like some pretty decent ones. I mean, I pretty much enjoyed. I mean, Mortal Kombat and NBA Jam are legendary games. So, 
I mean, right there. They were shut down shortly after. Uh, Probe was the developer for Mortal Kombat on 16-bit. Um, I'm not sure. We were we we thought that Probe was the uh, publisher, but they are actually the developer. And uh, Judge Dread, Alien Three, and uh, T2 as well. They later became Acclaim Studios London, which was shut down in 2000. <laughs> Shut it down. They were running a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it was just funny because Acclaim like acquired all of these develop like all of these developers and then almost immediately shut down. It was like they just got too big too fast. Bought all the competition know? and then shut them down. They just they wanted to play with the big boys, and but I mean Acclaim still was going after that. They were. Oh, okay. But but uh, I mean they shut down in two thousand four. Oh, two thousand four. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, yeah, there was definitely a bunch of PS two games they mm-hmm. put out. Yeah, but I think that was just a definition of them just trying to push the push the envelope a little mm-hmm. bit too much. Um, I wanted to tell one... I, I missed part of my memories section of Friday the 13th that I wanted to mention. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so <laughs> I had talked about Adam Shaw, this friend of my brother Sebi's. Yeah, who could forget? Right. And how <laughs> he, he had brought over the Friday the 13th game. We were living in, in, the, in the apartment in Columbia. And I can remember, and who knows, it could have been the same time he brought the game over. Probably not. But I remember he clogged our toilet. Of course, that's what you want to remember when you're playing Friday the 13th. Well, no. The reason why I remember is because my brother couldn't fix it, and he got scared that my parents were going to find out and get pissed. So he stuck his whole hand in the toilet and pulled out pieces of shit and ran outside and threw them over the balcony. And I'll never forget seeing (laughs) massive amounts of crap in his hands and he was running from the bathroom to the balcony to throw him overboard. Didn't even put like a like a grocery bag over his Didn't hand? even just barehanded it just to get it, it, and he and he you know, he released the clog. He raw dogged the, the shit. His his good friends Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, I just I, I'll never forget that. It was Get out of my way, there's shit on my hands. They were like grenades he was throwing over. <laughs> Just throwing them at people below. <laughs> it's one of those flaming bags again. <laughs> Don't put it out with your boots, Tad. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Uh, let's do our modern retro moment, otherwise known as our it's still real to me, damn it, moment. So I've had the opportunity over the past couple of weeks to play a game called Everybody's Golf VR. As you know, we have a VR headset, a PSVR headset in the studio. And in the studio. Yeah, in the studio. Uh, and so I've been playing some Everybody's Golf VR, which is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal. One-to-one. Uh, everybody who plays it loves it. Uh, it made me. It reminded Do you use me, the, uh, the motion, the wands, or whatever they're you called? Use the the move, you use the move controller. Move. And... Essentially, wherever you're at, what you know, in terms of depth, both in the screen and out, or up and down, you can feel when you're hitting the floor of like, of like, you know, the ground. And so spatially, it's it's pretty much like one to one. I mean, it, there's no difference to real golf. In, in fact, the mistakes that you make in real golf are the same mistakes you're going to make in this game if you make them repeatedly. Like if you hook it or if you fade it or whatever, you're going to continue to do that, and you have to make those corrections with your swing. They should make the uh, like the Nintendo Jack Nicholson golf in VR. 
Just make that one in VR, yeah. Well, it was funny because my brother-in-law came over, who's a big golfer. He was like varsity captain, whatever, in high school. And I don't play golf, and you don't really play golf mm. on occasion, right? No. You know? Not even on occasion. Exactly. <laughs> there are no occasions. And he, so. and, and, and he was like, and he plays golf pretty much every time he gets a chance. I'm sick with it. And so he played. He plays the game, and then he looks at me, and he goes, dude, they got to stop worrying about funding any vaccine research for COVID-19 and just make better games like this <laughs> because then nobody would be worried about anything. That's how it works. <laughs> He's like, people would want to stay home. <laughs> so I thought that was a, a pretty big vote of confidence. We used to, so I call it big head VR. We used to call, because everybody's golf is hot shots golf. And yeah, we, all and, old ones. And when it came out for PSX back in the day, we just called it Big Head. We didn't know because they were chibi characters, you know, like the chibi yeah. Japanese characters. But they just had massive heads, so we called it Big Head. And to this day, we refer to it as Big Head Golf. Um, I don't know if you guys have any of those type of isms with games that you played back in the day where you called it something that it wasn't. Um, but, yeah, really impressed by uh, everybody's golf VR. So we're going to dive more into that. We're gonna so be, it's on the network or the actual disc? No, it's a it's you have to it's a Physical? separate it's a separate game. I got it for eight bucks. Oh, so it's on. It's on. No, that's what I mean. PSN. You, can, you can buy it. Yeah, yeah PSN. The the drive in our PS4 is broken, so it's all it's all it's all digital at this point. Um, I wanted to do a little bit of a kind of a review with you on the retro tank. We never really completed a review of it in terms of all of the content we kind of you know put through its paces, but we. We went through Mario, and then we went through Turok, and... Are you talking about on the 64? Yeah. So, in terms of um, in terms of the Jaguar stuff, I think it looked great, right? Yeah. And then the only thing with the, that retro tink that was a negative was, was dark environments. Like, remember, we went through that Turok cave level? Yeah. And it was just... I still haven't tried it on my TV, because on my TV it looks great, but I haven't played Turok yet, so I don't know... It could be just the TV. I mean, it could be. I don't know. But I just remember we, we played yeah, that, yeah, that no, level, and it was... You, you literally couldn't see anything. No. <laughs> it made it more scary because it was like you couldn't see, like, two feet in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's... Uh, I mean, obviously, there's something to do with, with the retro retro tank. I mean, that's like a minor... Oh, no, no, no. Thing, very, very know? minor. You know, the value you get out of that thing, I think the summation of it is is it's a phenomenal... Um, device to upscale your yeah your, I love it I mean the yeah the sixty four regular consoles sixty four and Jaguar look great with using the uh, the S video mm-hmm. on it looks awesome yeah I mean I'd like to even take like the turbo graphics and maybe put that up to it because you can do you can do uh, yeah you can just do composite yeah S, composite or S video oh yeah it has oh that is right S video yeah yeah the power booster on the on the turbo graphics has that so um. Sal, my little guy, beat Kirby the, on, on 3DS. Uh, 3DS. Yeah, he beat, nice. he beat he beat Kirby. He needed a little bit of help with the boss, the last boss. But honestly, a, a grown man is going to have a hard time beating beating is the last pink, boss. Is it King Dedede still? No, it's not. You, well, so it's like you, a new you, boss. you use so you have to fight King Dedede because he's because he's possessed, and then you you open him up, and then you get to fight with him. The, the the final boss, which Open is like this big, this big like plant monster, but you know I thought that was a milestone for him to kind of get into that. <laughs> he, a milestone. He, he's looking forward to a few more Kirby games for Christmas, so it's it's kind of cool to see him kind of grow in gaming and just grow his love for gaming because you know 
to be quite honest, I think it's important that him and I have the same kinds of interests as we move forward so that we have something to talk about when he's 40 and I'm 70, mm. you know? <laughs> and I, was, I remember the one on getting the one on the Game Boy. That was like the first Kirby. Mm. Kirby, Kirby Dreamland. And, and Dreamland. That's actually yeah. a really good game. Our good friend uh, Jeremy Figaton introduced that to me uh, on his on his pea soup green Game Boy. Have oh, you yeah. seen Have you seen the mods on the Game Boys now? Just all the different backlit colors and lights and oh yeah, different LEDs backlit colors. that they can do now. It's pretty incredible what yeah. they can do with the original Game Boy. Which I like that aspect ratio. Just like to have that screen with it because when you play it on a Game Boy Advance, it's just it, it it shortens up the screen and it's like there should be something there but then if you stretch it it looks like all stretched out yeah you know so it's nice to have that original screen resolution almost in a way you know the big old brick yeah four batteries but that thing could go it's not like the um it's not like the game gear you do you, you turn on the system and it's like oh low battery yeah <laughs> yeah well could did the original game boy tell you when the batteries were dying it had the uh did it have a light that told yeah, you? Yeah, the red light. It did tell you when it was dying? Yeah. Okay. It would just kind of fade, I think. I mean, did it blink maybe? I don't remember. The it either faded or it blinked. I feel like that was like a Game Boy Pocket thing. Like the original didn't do that, but I could be It has wrong. the light on it. I know that. The power light. The red light on halfway up the screen on but the does, left. Does that mean that it's on or does that mean yeah, that it's Yeah, it power's on, but I don't, know if, I don't remember if it mm. blinked or if it just kind of faded when the batteries were getting low. Yeah. Oh well, but um, I, mean, I remember I had like the Game Boy and my batteries were like dying. I'd shut it off, wait like a couple hours, get like an extra like five minutes out of it, you know? <laughs> Just like rub them together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pray to Joe Pesci, <laughs> see if they're gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah, that would that would be a good one to get actually this Christmas would be to get that the, the old Kirby Dreamland game. I wonder if that's on the 3DS store. Like, if they have that. Mm. I imagine they do. They should. I imagine they do. Um, another uh, uh, PSA for you guys. So, one of our good friends of the show, uh, Rob, actually uh, disclosed to us a few weeks back that he uh, had a disc rot issue in one of his Saturn discs. Of, oh, yeah, he of, told me. Of none other than Panzer Dragoon Saga, which at this no point... No big deal. <laughs> at this point, I think is over a 1000 bucks. Um, so... There's, a, there's actually a way you guys can tell when you get a game in from from eBay or wherever you're getting it from, if you're having it shipped in or even if you're at a store, is if you take the disc and you put it up to a very, very bright light, it can show through the disc and it can, it can show you imperfections of where there might be a spot that is disc rotted and you'll know it because it'll look like debris inside the disc and um, it's really easy to identify. So when you get a game in, do that and take a look and then if there is some disc rot you can report it unfortunately he had gotten this game about a year ago so there was no recourse at this point to be able to return it so when you get games in if you guys are trying to go for collections or disc based games just check the discs and make sure that they're when they come in that they're in good shape because if not you can return them and get your money back I've literally never seen it disc rot? yeah well sometimes you don't see it on the disc but if you put it up to a to a bright light you'll see imperfections you'll see through it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't always happen, but, you know, most of the time I think the discs are good, but you just, you can run into that off chance where even the seller might not know that the disc is not looking too yeah. good, you know? Um, so, yeah, so that's just a little 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 PSA for you guys. Um, I, another, one thing, one thing that's new to the podcast is a Laserdisc player. 
that I wanted to to let all you guys know about. Everyone's just was I've been anticipating. Looking, so I've owned just so that you guys know, I've owned a Star Wars trilogy laser disc box set for about fifteen years. I know it's and a good I, thing they didn't put it out on any other formats. It's really well, yeah, exactly, because <laughs> that's the reason why I held on to it. Is because I wanted to make sure that we'd be able to watch Star Wars again. Because where else could you? Yeah, they only put it out on Laserdisc. No, what they should do is create like um a network of Disney where you can watch like all of their catalog. Yeah, that'd be good. Everything that they own, and then you can all watch it all in one place. They can even come out with like new shows mm. based on Star Wars. That would be kind of cool, you know. So yeah, we'll I think it's kind of past its time. You think so? Yeah. We'll have to see. Twenty twenty one might be a good time for Disney to do that. Yeah. Um. So I got a Laserdisc player. Our good friends down at Retro Games Plus here in Connecticut uh, had one and uh, came with the remote control. And I said, I'm finally going to be able to watch Star Wars <laughs> on Laserdisc. And can I tell you? I bought this 30-pound machine. Can I tell you? It's the centerpiece of, 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 the, of the media center. As though. it should be in any household. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and it's Pioneer, of course, too. Of course. It's got to be Pioneer. Yeah. And it is just legendary. It is just legendary. And it, it reminds me of a uh, of a story. Uh, back when I was in my grammar school, we had the f- my first experience with Laserdisc was in Barbara Jezik's library class. Bar- bless, you, bless you, Barbara Jezik. She was our she was our our librarian. And this woman was progressive. You want to know how progressive she was? How progressive was she? She wore a man tailored suit to school in 1992. Oh, like the sport coat. She wore a full suit and tie. Oh, nice. Short hair? And I yes. Yeah. Well, she had long hair and then she cut it short. Well, of course. <laughs> uh, true story. True story. Also, in about 1995-1996, she changed her name from Barbara to Shay. Just Shay, like Shay Butter? Shay. Shay Jezik. She turned it to Shay Jezik, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. And then finally, she identified as a male. She started wrestling and took over the WWE as Sheamus. <laughs> wow that part isn't true things you never <laughs> are you sure <laughs> i mean it could i could i it could be but um no she did change her name to shay but she so she had this you hit her up disc. on facebook i haven't yet we should no. see what she's up to could have been her laser disc <laughs> this very well could have been her model um she had this video on like Pandas and the Australian Amazon, or something like that. National Geographic. Yeah, it was like a National Geographic laser disc. Nat Geo. And I just, I remember seeing like on the screen, I was like, "Holy crap! This is about the look clearest, at the clarity. This is about the clearest thing I've ever seen in my life." Of course, I'm like five, six years old. I mean, what do I know, right? Um, but I do remember it looking astounding. So it got me, it got me looking, Trent. Um, there was a, believe me, there's, we're going somewhere with this. I would hope so. So. Laser the Laserdisc format and and uh, Pioneer had something called the Laser Active system. You've heard of this? No, tell me more. Well, you you sent me a auction for it about a month ago or oh, or, oh. or three I weeks thought, ago. I thought you meant there was some. I, I thought you were talking about there's something inside the like it has a feature that. So there was the a, there was have. a Laserdisc player called the Laser Active and it came oh, with modules yes. and you could get a Sega Genesis module and Sega CD module to plug inside of the the Laserdisc player. Yeah. So you could play Sega CD games and Sega Genesis games and it had controllers that were the same as the the Genesis controllers. But did you know that they also had Mega LD games. Pause. 
they had Sega Genesis Laserdisc games. Oh. So it used a Laserdisc, played on the Laser Active, and used the Genesis and Sega CD processors to play the game. Were they just like regular Genesis games? These are these are exclusive Ooh. to the laser active system using the Genesis columns four. So there's there's <laughs> two of them that, and I want and I want you to show the people when you know when this wraps up here. But there were two games that I, I was looking up that were just they looked like otherworldly. Like we were talking about the Jaguar, but this game Pyramid Patrol. It's basically a shooter. Think of like Silpede, right? Mm-hmm. But in just way more clarity in the visuals. It almost looks like an FMV that is almost polygonal. Like it's just like it looks so clear, and yet you're 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 kind of like flying through the pyramids at the same time. It's it looks nothing like a Sega Genesis game. In the sands of time. It almost looks like an arcade game. Hmm. Um, but Pyramid Patrol and then Hyperion is another one. These are games that these aren't like they're they're technically. Like Genesis games that use the Laserdisc format, when you think about it. Hmm. It just uses the Laserdisc itself. I mean, the games are on the Laserdisc, as far as I understand. Learn something new every day. And did you know, I mean, who, who knew that? That there were I've never, specific <laughs> games I know, that I you I thought could, it was just the Genesis and the Sega CD on it. Isn't that ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Isn't, isn't that something? So, yeah, I just if you guys get a chance, check out check out some of the the Mega LD games. Pyramid Patrol, Hyperion, these are a part of the Laser Active video game system um you learn something new every day and and um as much as we love video games i did not know i did not know about this so uh check that out it's pretty unique pretty interesting uh, why don't we talk about uh, a couple pickups trent before we get into our system launch special Ooh. what do you what do you i see a couple of things over there a couple of lingering items yeah I guess. You don't want to talk about it? You don't have to. That's okay. We can move on. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. Where, well, did, where did he hurt you? Show me on the video game ca- cartridge. Uh, yeah. These were just two random ones I picked up. Not really based off anything. Cyber Stadium Series Base Wars. What, what did you refer to that as? Bless you. Cyber Stadium Series Base Wars. Otherwise known as Base Wars. No, it's Cyber Stadium Series Base Wars. Nobody calls it that. That's the full title. I got it. I only I only speak in full titles. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I had no reason to get this though. I was just I I I. It's supposed to be a good game. Yeah, it's saw some video. I think it came up on like recommended videos. I was just watching some video game thing, and then it's, it says this one came up. I was it's like, it's made by Konami. Yeah, it's on the Ultra. So it's got a ninety-five percent chance of being good. Yeah, I think it's. It seems like it kind of plays like um, what's the one on Genesis? Like a uh, baseball, like baseball. 20... Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> super 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 fun time baseball battle cars. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it kind of plays like that. You know, they're they're, they're like all, all all like robots and tanks instead of like actual like baseball players. And I think there is also like a like a fight. There's like a fighting thing too. Either when you get hit, or I think you can argue outs on the base or not and then the other one i picked up was a uh, monster party by bandai you've heard of that one um, i, I i've heard of it monster i've party. heard of it but i don't know i don't know much i heard about it's supposed it. to be pretty solid i've, I've actually never seen it it's like got the at, creature from the black lagoon on the yeah front. i've actually never seen it at like any store or anywhere so picked it up at game exchange 15 bucks mm-hmm. you know it's supposed to be 
rather solid. What what is it like a platformer? Yeah, side side scrolling kind of game. Yeah, smash them up. Yeah, and then I have I picked up an I picked up Spawn on the Super Nintendo. You did? I have it somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where the cartridge is, but I had the booklet with it too. Okay, it's actually pretty solid. It's pretty hard though. Difficulties. Uh, so side scrolling beat them up. Yeah, I would but, I would imagine. But like the difficult, it's it's a, like. Gameplays. I was re- watching some videos where they, they were talking about. I like, never even knew that this was a game. Another one. It's just like the gameplay. The gameplay was like kind of clunky and like slow, but it's oh, it's, it's an it's acclaimed a, joint, so it's always a it's always a 50, Russian, 50, Russian roulette. Fifty fifty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's actually like the graphics are really good. Music is really oh, good. Look, look what we got on the back of it. Yeah. I think it's weird because it gives. It's one of the games where you get like infinite continues. So there's so you can you can basically just blow through it. Yeah, I was getting really frustrated. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I also want to pop it in and play it for a little oh, bit. Oh, you were you were playing. Uh, yeah, then I ended up playing for like an hour and a half, and there was like some bosses that are just like ridiculous. You have to get like you have to have perfect like timing. I think it's like the second boss. They're like all the way on the right, and he shoots this laser out, but like it takes up the whole screen. So mm. you have to try to jump above it and float. Until it goes away until and jump down, away. and then it's like you have to be like perfect like every time. Mm-hmm. But like once you get that, you're, it's like so satisfying when you finally <laughs> right. finally figure out the pattern. Right, just um, time and repetition. And there, there's password. There's a password feature in it too. So oh, well, that's good. It's got this weird like energy thing. It's because I looked it up. Like if you if you follow the comic book, it follows it exactly. It's this weird. It's not just like an energy bar like. It's this like weird code. It's like nine nine four nine or something like that. And mm. it, it it's in the like if you knew the comic, then it would it would all make sense. And then there's also special moves in it, but some of them are so ridiculous. Luckily, they had the booklet with it because some of the moves. Did you get the booklet afterwards? No, no, no. The booklet they well, it technically wasn't with it. They they had a they had like a box of like booklets behind the register. So I just started looking through. Oh wait, them. so you bought it with the booklet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. you did. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, you, so, they so actually, I said, hey, if I buy the game, can I just get the booklet with it? And then I'll go, all right, yeah. Oh, they gave it to you? Yeah, because some of the moves, like, are, like, they're, they're, they help you in the game, but you wouldn't have no idea unless you had the booklet. Had the booklet that you could do those. Because there's, there's certain levels oh, there's where... there's a lot of different moves you yeah. can do. There's one level, some levels where you have to, like, teleport, so you just, like, turn into this, like, little little blob, and you can, like, move, use the D-pad, and you can just, yeah, you can just kind of float around. Oh. But, but to, if you look at the move, you have to hold R... Hold R, do like a full circle on the D pad, oh and, gosh, then, and yeah. then press A. It's like, <laughs> you know, just trying to, like, you'd have no idea unless you had the booklet. Which I mean, I guess if you bought it, you, you would. But I'm, I'm yeah, getting, it's I'm, a solid game. I'm getting like a separation anxiety uh, vibe out of this, or like, um, what's the one, uh, Maximum Carnage? Yeah, that's mo- that's more of a beat 'em up because you can go into the foreground and background as this, oh, this one. Oh, a single just, plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But it's a solid game. It was it was fifteen bucks. It's definitely a fifteen dollar game. Yeah, you know, yeah, right it's there. Definitely a fifteen dollar game. That's good because sometimes if a game was obscure, even if it's just mediocre, it'll it'll. Start it's weird because they had up. like they had like five copies of the game for some reason. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they did. But I've they never had, seen one copy. of Yeah, the game. they had five copies of it. Oh jeez. And then this other one I picked up a while back. It's the. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. The super. Double deal uh, is well, microcosm uh, is not a deal for anything. I don't care <laughs> if you paid negative five dollars for it. Microcosm and uh, Ultraverse Prime. The main reason why I got it is because Ultraverse Prime is a beat 'em up, and that's the uh, genre of choice. But um, I was lied to because what? 
because it says it's one or two players. Oh no no no! Everybody knows it's one player. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I thought it was two. I thought it, well, it says one or two players. It does. So I you was, would assume it's I was two lied to. <laughs> but it's that's but it's, a lie. But I mean, I got it for. I think I paid seventy for it, and it's usually going for like a hundred. And this is like in it's like in mint condition with like like the oh, wow. the buy two games get one free card. Holy I was thinking about I was thinking about sending it in, see if I can still get a free copy. Yeah, you can get Ground Zero Texas or Jeopardy. Yeah, and it had and it has both the booklets in it with the little foam pad. So, it's a solid copy. I mean, Ultraverse it's like you were saying, it's it's a beat 'em up, a but fi- it, it's a $15 game that goes for 100. <laughs> well, I got it for 70, so it's it's like a halfway like planned out game. Like they have some things that are really good, and some things that just don't make any sense. Mm. But like the music in it is is just it's like total like eighties metal. Like and, and some of them, some of them, it's you know it's got that CD quality music in it. But just like the the theme song is is amazing. It sounds like a Dio song. Did Tommy Tallarico do the uh, soundtrack for it? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> sounds like a Dio song. I like that. Yeah, I mean, if you like a beat 'em up game, it's it's not Final Fight, but. There's worse. There's worse beat 'em ups you could play. <laughs> you know what's funny is that out of all these games, I think the best one is Base Wars, <laughs> and it's the <laughs> cheapest game out of all of them. Yeah. Well, it goes to show you. The, sometimes that's how it goes. It goes to show you that you know you can uh, you can get some gems for for not a lot of money. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, Super Baseball 2020 is the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah is the game, and that's the it's a Neo Geo game that translated very well. Very, very to the well. uh, to the 16-bit consoles, and I think that one's good no matter if you get it for Super Nintendo or for the Genesis. So, one of those that's good on either. Solid, Trent. Well, um, I did get a, a few things. Um, we now have a uh, Turbo Graphics 16 in the building. We had a in the studio PC Engine Duo R, um, which is where we're doing our CD games. I mean, if we're going to be the Turbo Duo, we might as well have a Turbo Graphics, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we got that. We've got the uh, the tap. We've got the booster on the way um, from Stone Age Gamer. Thanks to Stone Age Gamer for uh, for a great deal on that one, and uh, that'll help us hook it up to composite or to S video. Um, it can do RGB as well, um, but I don't know if I'm going to be hooking it up that way. Um, well, it has has the RGB output on it. It does using using a Genesis two connector. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. So you can use you can do a SCART. RGB, or you can do the component from the um, uh, HD retrovision cables. Ah, okay. So you can do either one, which, I mean, that's fine, but I think S-Video is good, too. Yeah. You know, from that, probably use that on the CRT, you know, when we do some CRT gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We got we got the five-player adapter and two controllers, so now you and I can play Bomberman. all of the two-player plus TurboGrafx-16 games like to our heart's desire to world-class baseball, <laughs> and uh, one of them here... Final Lap Twin. So this is one of the games that came with it. Ooh. So, and as I understand, Final Lap Twin is like an adventure game. You can do a one-player adventure where you kind of go up against other other racers and, you know, arrival and beat mm. them and kind of move on. It's no like Bill Elliott NASCAR no, or Al Unser Jr. Not, not at all. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's like there's like that first run of, of the Turbo Graphics games when they were still serious about it. You know, <laughs> when we thought we had something, when we thought that there was a competition, which I, I'm not saying we, because I wasn't even, I didn't know about the, thir- the the Turbo Graphics really in earnest. Uh, China Warrior, which is a sort of a uh, ripoff of Kung Fu, my my baby Kung Fu, um, has giant uh, giant sprites, 
And then I had this game, but I didn't have the case and manual. And uh, our good uh, friend here, the other half, um, sometimes some might say the better half, mm. uh, found uh, the game with the case and manual. So I just shipped off my my game and uh, just kept this copy. Oh, and, you sold it already? Yeah, I did. I got most of the value back. Um, and that's the Legendary Axe, which some people say is the best game actually on the Some turbo. say. Um, that's a bit much. You think so? I don't. Wait, that's yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I tested it out. At least, of, at least of the first run of games. Oh, I mean, Legendary it, Axe, which is one of the very first find games it, ever for oh, the TurboGrafx. I find it just kind of like a normal, like side-scrolling mm. slash slash them up. Yeah, I don't find it like, like top-tier game. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to have a, a Turbo Graphics 16 episode someday. Um, and then the other one that I got. Um, was one that I've, you know, it's always been on my radar, but I never really was going to take the plunge for it. But it's I finally been out of range. Finally, <laughs> uh, was able to connect with it, and that's uh, you guys aren't going to be able to see this, but it's Knights of the Round, which is a side-scrolling beat 'em up for the Super Nintendo, slash 'em up, some might say. Ooh. Um, and there's like a sister game to this that I had for a while, which was uh, what's the other one called? Not Knights of the Round. I'm blanking on it now. Uh, Knights of the Round, something Dungeons, Dragons. King of Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so King of Dragons is a game that I used to own, and uh, that had a art kind of like an Wait, RPG. used to own? What'd you do? You sold it? I got rid of it a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And what'd you get for it? You don't even know. I think forty bucks <laughs> back then. Oh, you just sold it just to sell it? I don't know. I, this is before my real collecting days. It was just <laughs> I had it, and I was like, I can make make some money and buy something modern with it. So. Uh. You know, this is probably going back to 2011. Oh, you know, hmm. so this is in in the world of retro huh. in the world of retro gaming, <laughs> that is an eternity, huh? Huh. <laughs> um, so this this game is a little bit more straightforward. There wasn't Knights even the retro round. gaming back then. No, it I was mean, just regular gaming. It, 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 exactly, <laughs> there was no such thing almost at that point. But my, how ten years have uh, have made a fury and a frenzy, haven't they? It's got a glossy label, huh? It does. It's in it's in really <laughs> it's in really great shape, and um, with the dust cover on it, huh? Yeah, yeah, we got the dust cover on it. So this is uh you know we're we're beat 'em up fans on the channel, and um, this is another one that uh, is a more of a straightforward beat 'em up, and so there aren't really too many RPG systems. It's Level one, level two, level three, and go through and you know try to survive. Hmm. You know, very very simple. So never seen it. No, in the flesh. You know, you've heard of it though. You no, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know of the I game. I've never seen the yeah. actual cartridge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to to, to plug that one in. Let's do our uh, system launch tournament. If we must, we must. <laughs> and uh, we're in the we're in the semifinals. Because I'm about to bust. And ignore that comment. <laughs> We're in the semifinals, which pit the. You can't say you're going to ignore it. That's that's acknowledging it. Uh, I'm not going to dignify it with a response. <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> we're in the final four, everybody. The final four, which pits the uh, Dreamcast versus the Jaguar. Excuse me, the Dreamcast versus the Nintendo 64, and the Nintendo Entertainment System versus the Super Nintendo Entertainment. It's going to be all Nintendo, baby. Uh, so. I figured since we talked about the 64 last time, we're going to slide over to the other side of the bracket, and we're going to talk about the NES versus the SNES, Trenton. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, remember, everybody, we are determining the <laughs> best system launch in history. Ever. 
ever. And we're not talking about modern stuff, of course. We're talking NES through the Dreamcast. All the results will be on Wikipedia. They will be. <laughs> well, that's if Wikipedia doesn't get <laughs> shut down. You know, they keep asking for money. $2.75. I don't know if I can support their agenda. <laughs> so, on the Super Nintendo side, it's very simple. Super Mario World, Pilot Wings, and F-Zero. On the Nintendo side, we have... Get ready. Take a deep breath. Ten-yard fight, baseball, Kluku Land, Donkey Kong Jr. Math, Duck Hunt, Excite Bike, Golf, Gyromate, Hogan's Alley, Ice Climber, Kung Fu, Mock Rider, Pinball, Super Mario Brothers, Stack Up, Tennis, Wild Gunman, Wrecking Crew. You lasted. Good job. Nice. Good job. Nice, nice. Your diaphragm can get my, really, really, yeah, really gonna, down there, huh? We're going to my breathing control. Yeah. you am trying to drown myself a lot you got to suck it down really deep and see if you can hold on to it as long as you can before you have to actually, you know, spit it back up. <laughs> I've been trying to drown my... <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's so funny? We'll wait. We have plenty of time. I was like, I've been trying to drown myself a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> trying to what yourself? A lot? Drown myself a lot. Lately. Oh, that's good. So I'm holding my breath a lot. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, what are we at? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, like uh, eleven of those games, you can just throw out <laughs> for the Nintendo. You know, I mean, really. So remember, our our category, our criteria, are the quality of the games, the irreverence within their library, and their their contributions to gaming's future. And then a minor fourth would be the quantity, um, as a as a tiebreaker, maybe. Uh, so. As we've talked about previously, the standout titles for the Nintendo are going to be, of course, Super Mario Brothers, um, Excite Bike, Duck Hunt, and Kung Fu. Okay, uh, I think you feel iffy about Kung Fu. I think Kung Fu has a lot more merit than I think you like with it. But there's also good titles in here as well. Like Pinball is a good title. Um, uh, Ice Climbers. Eh. Um, golf is considered a decent title. Um, you know, baseball maybe, uh, but there are some stinkers in here, things that just don't really. Uh, they don't stack up. No, like stack up, <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. Math, 10 Yard Fight, Clue Clue Land. Um, I don't know where you want to put the shooting <laughs> games like Wild Gunman and Hogan's Alley. Um, but. You know, it's gonna. It's really it comes down to about four, maybe five games, probably four games. But on the other side, we've got Super Mario World, Pilot Wings, and F Zero. So, I mean, where do you want to start with these? Where do we start? You've got a lot of quality on the SNES side, but there's only three games. Yeah. You have. I think more- most of those would. Go ahead. Cancel out pretty much any game on there. Like if you put obviously Super Mario World would be to Super would be to Mario. Mario Brothers beats Super Mario World in my opinion. Hmm. Because Super Mario Brothers is the one that came first and it set the precedent for how that franchise was gonna go. The progenitor. The progenitor. <laughs> you you you've learned language. It is the progenitor. <laughs> uh, you've been but, listening to a but, lot of that lately, huh, haven't you? But I still think Pilot Wings and F Zero will 
will take out any NES game besides Mario. So you'd rather play Pilot Wings than what Excite Bike, Excite I mean, Bike, or Kung Fu, or Kung Fu, yes, du- or Duck Hunt. I know Duck Hunt's a short experience, but does that hurt the, the game, or where do you where do you put that? I I think Pilot Wings, as if we can agree, is the weakest of these three. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. Uh, for sure. Where I find most of the innovation, believe it or not, on the Super Nintendo F-Zero. side is with F Zero because with that the, that the to- scaling, the, the mode seven, the mode seven graphics totally changed the game. I remember when I saw that that game. That was the most impressive game at launch that I had ever seen. You know, we spent a ton of time in that in that game, and and you know, in those levels, the music was incredible, um, and it was innovative. It wasn't a game that you saw before. You didn't see that those scaling almost of 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 the of the backgrounds and rotation and and the way that the there was a, a believability of of the world moving as you were going through those tracks so to me f-zero is the is is really the standout title on this list in terms of innovation you might argue that super mario world is a better game you know now that we look back on it um back then people were less impressed with Super Mario World than they were with like Super Mario 3. You know, Super mm-hmm. Mario World is sort of a, a minor evolution of what Super Mario 3 brought to the table. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean it's not a great game. I'm not saying it's not, and that's the most important is, is the quality of the game. So if Super Mario World and you want to say Mario Brothers cancel each other out, which I don't agree with. I think Super Mario Brothers is worth a little bit more than Super Mario World because I, I think it's its contribution to gaming's history is is the biggest of maybe any game, you know. Um, but even if if that's the case, if if Super Mario Brothers takes out Super Mario World, um, does F Zero take out how many games does F Zero take out? Hmm. Right. You may be right. I mean, probably. I think. Well, I think Excite Bike might even be a better play than F Zero. Really. That is a bold statement. I think so. I never, well, I never really got into F-Zero. No? No. I never even played it until, like, years ago. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I I played it in the moment, and I remember just being wowed by what it brought to the table. Um, maybe just as much as I was by, you know, the scrolling effects in, in Excite Bike and how fast that bike was moving. Um, they create your own track. Right. There was there was some innovation there with Excitebike that you didn't, you know, that kind of started, you know, in a, in a way, um, the idea of creating things in your in your game world, you know, on your own. So, and I, and then I think you know the quantity of games. Yes, like we talk about, like okay, well, you know, if if there's if if there's a couple of cancellations out, like what does that leave for the rest of these titles? Because there's some value there, right? Yeah, I mean, they definitely there is definitely a, a better variety of games too. I mean, you got sports games, you got your uh, I don't even know what you consider like a pinball. You got your shooters. I I really like pinball. You got Donkey NES. Kong. I mean, not Donkey Kong. You got Mario as your like kind of side-scrolling game. You got a they fight, kinda, they fighting kinda, game. They kind of covered like. Just about every. I mean, at that time, mm. like every kind of. You got a every, puzzle game and stack up. Every sort genre. Of. But we're, Sports <laughs> the games. thing is, aren't aren't those were all? It's funny because it they were all all Nintendo, right? Every single one of those games is Nintendo. 
either that or Nintendo licensed the game, like Irem's <laughs> Kung Fu. And then same with Super Nintendo, all Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah, that the, that the launch had that. <laughs> There's just no other games. For yeah, because well, I mean, you look at. Well, I guess um, at the any the Nintendo at the time that was like it was their first like system, you know. Yeah, it was. so it's like yeah. people didn't really know what it was going to be. They had just known Nintendo like had made games, but they're like arcade, a system arc- arcade games. Yeah, they were like yeah, they were like a system. I was like, eh, we'll probably we'll wait and see what happens and right. Um, but I mean, it literally saved gaming. You know? No, no, I understand, but they didn't. They didn't know it before it came out. You know. No. I mean, it's, it's tough because like there is so much quality on the SNES side. Like, like Super Mario World is a phenomenal game. F Zero is a phenomenal game. Pilot Wings is a is a good game. I don't think it's a great game. I think it's a good game, and it and it showcased again. It showcased those Mode Seven, mm-hmm. that depth. You know, you're flying through the sky type of thing. I think Pilot Wings sixty four does it better. Yeah, that's what I remember. And I think it has. I think Pilot Wings sixty four had more impact. I didn't even know of Pilot Wings until the sixty four game came out. Oh, the Super Nintendo. I didn't one. even know it existed. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, if, if if Super Mario Brothers and, and Mario World take each other out, F Zero gets taken out by let's say Excite Bike and um another one. And was the original NES did it have was it um was it Mario and Duck Hunt together when it first came out? What? On the cartridge? No. Or were they, they were they separate were, they cartridges. Were separate, oh. Yeah, they were separate cartridges. Like Duck Hunt was its own oh. own cartridge, yeah. Which you don't see that much that often. You usually see the combo cart yeah, for yeah. both of those. But I mean even if, if Let's say F Zero gets kicked out by by Duck Hunt or even Duck Hunt and Excite Bike. Let's just say you know just go nuts. Then you you have Pilot Wings against the rest of the library. Like, yeah, that includes Kung Fu, Pinball. Gyro my. I'm, I'm not saying that you're gonna spend more time with the NES launch games when you play them. I'm just talking about when we look at all of these different criteria. I think the NES comes out ahead. When you look at all of the criteria we're talking about, I might spend more time with F Zero, and I might spend more time with Super Mario World. No, I got you. You know, you, these are these are shorter experiences. You know, right? Like, Excite Bike, you play for 10, 15 minutes, right? Golf, you might play around. Kung Fu is ten minutes, right? You yeah, most of those play games through are, once or twice. Besides Mario, are all just kind of heck, quick pick heck, them up. You might down. play pinball more with for more time than you play anything else. You know. But you know they, they they did a good job with with kind of covering their basis and there was there was definitely quality there and and the innovation. If these were just all good games, and there was just a ton of them, then I would say well it's a little bit harder to pick the NES. But when you have the innovation there with games like Duck Hunt and with Super Mario Brothers, and then you fill it in with all these other areas, you talk about the innovation of Excite Bike. It's a little bit harder when all you have is three games on the other side and really only one was a new venture. You know, or, or well, Pilot Wings was new, but it wasn't great. You know, F Zero is really the standout title in terms of quality and innovation. So we're going with the Nintendo. If you're comfortable with that, I'm comfortable. I let's put it this way: I would feel, I would feel worse off giving it to the SNES and snubbing this list of games rather than picking the NES. I feel like it's more respectable. The NES. The NES. <laughs> so. If we're both comfortable with that, if you're comfortable, moving on, up. we're gonna move the NES into the championship battle slot. Ooh, into its slot. 
And it's going to be going off against uh, the winner of the the Dreamcast and the Nintendo 64, which that should be another fun one. Dreamcast and 64. Yeah. Hmm. Again, that's a tough one, right? You got you got, you got two games. <laughs> really, you got you got high quality versus a lot of great software. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a tough one. So Dreamcast had some bangers, man. They they did. So we'll uh, we got to hook you up with some of those. We got to get you some Dreamcast games, man. Now that you got a Dreamcast, he's in there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's about that time, Trenton. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. It is time for a Jaguar conversation. Have our own little Jag fest. We are gonna have our own little Jag fest. So it's pause. Yeah, exactly. I just thought of that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that sounds really, really weird. Uh, anything right off the cuff that you wanna you wanna say about the Jaguar? Any any initial thoughts that you just you want to get off the dome or? Do you want me to just get right into it? Get right into it. All right. So, because I'm sure it'll come up, I'll, I'll have some thoughts as okay. it, as it's brought to my attention. So the are you gonna? Are we going through like the history of it? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. Like, I'm just gonna go through a little bit of the history of it. Um, just very, just in a tertiary way. Is that too big of a word for you? Yeah, kind of tertiary. <laughs> a, gl- a glancing view. A glancing view of the Atari Jaguar. Because um, it has a weird fucking history. Yeah, so Atari basically, essentially, in like 1984, Atari was really kind of bought by Commodore, so it wasn't really Atari anymore at that point. But they took the name Atari and continued with it. Um, they had seen a system that was proposed back in the late 80s, early 90s, called the Conics Multi System. I don't know if you heard of this. I've never heard of that. So it basically was a peripheral. Oh. <laughs> that was supposed to be a controller that you had you could retrofit with a flight stick or you could retrofit with a steering controller or you could retrofit with a, a game controller. Basically it had a, a slot that you could put different different items in or different controllers in to do different tasks. And they just built it out into its own system. And it never got released but the team that developed this Conix multi-system it was a 16-bit system they went on to create a brand new system that they were working on and that ended up becoming the Atari Jaguar and at the heart of the Atari Jaguar is a Motorola 68,000 16-bit processor the same CPU that's in the Sega Genesis Mm. as well as the Neo Geo the Neo Geo, huh? Yes. All right. And it had a couple of other processors in there that were both 32-bit processors. Do the math, man. Um, and so it, it could do higher levels of gaming. The problem was is that developers <laughs> who developed the they games... They never got to that level. <laughs> they got lazy, and they just were using the 68,000 16-bit processor to make games. So what happened is... Hence why they had so many 16-bit ports exactly. to the system. They, all it became was a port machine for a lot of 16-bit games and 8-bit games. And so it crippled the system into the perception that it was a system that didn't really compete favorably. It was on par with the current system. So why would you spend the money for a new system when the only software that was advanced looked like shit? 
right? Um, there's a so my history of this is really kind of going into like why it failed. Um, the first game that was a real killer app for the system was Tempest 2000. Now that was like a year. So like well, later, it was it was a half a year. So the Jaguar came out in November of '93. It wasn't until April of '94 that Tempest 2000 came out, and by that time they had all this other junk software. Like first impressions matter. The, Ninten- oh, of the, course. the Nintendo launched with Super Mario Brothers. The the Super Nintendo launched with Super Mario World. The Nintendo 64 launched with Mario 64. These are iconic <laughs> games. They're 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 games that sell systems. Yeah. Well, the Genesis. You know. I mean, Alter- I guess Altered, Altered Beast, Beast, but that was impressive. Sonic, you know. Sonic, it was like the second wave. Yeah. But when you when you when you launch a system with Cybermorph and Dino Dudes, <laughs> wait, Dino Dudes released on? Is that yeah? Trevor so. McFur. Trevor McFur in the Crescent Galaxy. Dino Dudes was was a launch. I uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I, I thought it was. I, I'm I'm not saying it's not. I just I have no idea. I didn't know that was one of the launch games. Hold on. Oh jeez, we got the thesaurus over here. Cybermorph, Trevor McFur in the Crescent Galaxy, Raiden, and Evolution Dino Dudes. Oh, wow. So, when you launch a system <laughs> with... When you have not to launch okay, a system. You, okay, here, here's what you launch the, the system with. Lemmings, an 8-bit game, a... Wait, Lemmings? Evolution Dino Dudes. I'm just saying. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it, oh. I'm just comparing. No, I'm sorry. I should have clarified yeah. that. <laughs> but when you launch a game with something that is a two-dimensional... Yeah, it's like a point-and-click. A two-dimensional <laughs> puzzler... Raiden, which is essentially an 8-bit shooter. <laughs> yeah, it, um, and it looks like one. Trevor McFur in the Crescent Galaxy, which is a shareware title. Yeah, it's like one of those demo games you would get on a on PC. On Compact Presario. <laughs> and then Cybermorph, which is a polygonal mess. It's more like, yeah, it's more like a tech demo. <laughs> I actually say that, and oh. <laughs> that's what I wrote in the script. <laughs> it's more of a tech demo. We're going off the script, pal. But when you launch a system that way, it, it tends to haunt you throughout the, the course of that system's life. So you know, not only that, but the system had I think two and a half million uh, pre-orders in Europe. Yeah, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was either two or like two and a half million. Two and a half million but pre-orders. But then um, from what I remember is Atari were, was telling all these retail companies that they had to sell the Atari Lynx as well. And they were like, no. Right. <laughs> and then, so, so then everyone canceled their pre-orders. Right. <laughs> it's like, you literally had 2 million people pre-order. That would have been, been the biggest launch ever. Yeah. I mean, that was just over, that wasn't, that wasn't in the U.S. That was just overseas. I'm right? just saying, that would have been the biggest yeah. launch of a system I ever. mean, suppo- I mean, we're talking about supposedly. I two mean, and a half million. They, I, they didn't sell two and a half million PlayStation 4s <laughs> when, when it launched. I know. Two, like... And then I think it, and then it came down to I, I don't remember what the number was. Like, was it fifty thousand people didn't like they, they ended up selling two million? Yeah, like that is nuts. Yeah, so they they lost out on all of those pre-orders that they would have had. Um, they also had a late price cut. From what I learned, they the Jaguar had the latest price cut from its starting yeah. price. I remember. I, I, I mean, any, I did I did a deep dive on the Jaguar of, of, like of, months of, ago of any of any system, and there were console production issues, so they couldn't even meet the demand early on. So you have crappy software, little capture in the community, and and a price that didn't go down, and a perception that it's a 16-bit console. So when you add all of that up, it's no wonder that they screwed it. They screwed the pooch on this one. Like they had an opportunity to to make it 
and they and they screwed it. It's like what would like I don't know. I don't know. Every every decision that they could have made poorly, <laughs> they made. It's like yeah, you have two million pre-orders. Like go, just go with it. The, the the design of the console actually it was pretty ingenious. The way that they they put it together. Are you talking about like the way that the they outer just, system? Are you talking about the way they made the processing? Both. Or, oh okay. Both and I and I gotta say of any of any like console box I've ever seen, is that not the coolest box you've ever seen? You know, like the, like just uh, the the black, the, with the all Jaguar. black with the two eyes, all black everything. Doesn't that make you want it? Yeah, no, I mean it, it looked, you know, they the mar- were they, like they the were trying to make it. The material looks yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool with the scratch, the red scratch yeah. through. Like all of that looked good, and the system, the way it was designed itself, in terms of the chipset and the way that the the system worked, you know, there were there were bottlenecks, but but the 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 way that they put it together and how it was, it could be a 16 bit console, but it could also be. A 32-bit console or more, if they were if they programmed it correctly, and they had just had lazy development. Developers were lazy; they didn't put the, the software together. Or was it lazy, or was it just that it the system was they were just running into problems trying to develop the game? It could have been. And it was like, well, why don't we just make it on something a different system that's way easier to yeah program for? Well, and the thing is that by the time they had software that looked any better and played any better, the PlayStation was already mm-hmm. out. Yeah. You know, the Saturn was already out. So, you know, they, they lost... I mean, the Saturn launched earlier than it was supposed to, and it had Daytona USA. It had Virtua Fighter. It had Panzer Dragoon. Established titles, you It know. had, like, bangers, dude. Bangers on bangers. And, and what what are you going to do if you're the Jaguar at that point? There's nothing you can do. Take a beating. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> Slash the price. So it's it's really a sad tale, and, and you know, I... Like I said, I've I've gone through my stages of grief with a Jaguar. And now it's like, I kind of like it. <laughs> what the hell? So what what could have been, you know? It had it had potential. It had a lot of potential. You know, the controller that was the other thing. The controller is. I, I know you think it's got its redeeming qualities, and it does. Well, I'm talking about now. And it does, <laughs> but I'm saying that controller when it came out, like people looked at that and said, "What is this?" Yeah. This is not a controller. What is this? The ColecoVision? <laughs> like I'm not playing it this way, you know? So it's just a it's a it's a tragedy. It's kind of like a minor tragedy. <laughs> the way the system came together. You know, everything that happened around it. So let's uh let's chat a little bit about a couple of the games. Um so Cybermorph was the very first game that came out. It was the pack-in title for for the Jaguar. And that's the other thing, is if you're going to make a pack-in title. You have to make it a title that shows off the system favorably. Like, there's no way. I, it just is weird. Like, the, when they put it out, they were like, "Yeah, th- like, did some? Did they think they really thought like, yeah, this is the game. This is the one that's gonna, that's gonna, <laughs> that's well, gonna again, put us back again, into the if, top." If you go to the list of available games, they, they weren't gonna make Raiden the, the pack in, right? They weren't gonna make. Uh, Dino Dudes, the package. No, I, they wanted to show 3D. No, that was the only 3D game that they had available <laughs> at the time. But I'm saying, when they were finished with the game, do you think they were all like, "Yes, this is this is the game that's going to help us sell the systems and I don't get think us so. to the top"? I think they said, "This is all we have. <laughs> this is the best we could it's do." It's like the 3DO in though. the time. It's like the 3DO with with um, what's the 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 racing game that they had on that? The Burnout, not Burnout, but um, the racing game. Uh, the racing combat game that came out for a 3DO, the um, the launch game. Oh God, I know, I I, I can picture the uh, the front cover, but now I can't figure <laughs> what the hell the game is. Hold on. Look, we'll look it up in our notes. We're gonna get there, everybody. 
Let's see here. Crash and burn. Oh, Cra- yeah. Crash and burn. So that's the other thing. It's like these systems that launched, these kind of like halfway systems that were early, but they weren't quite powerful enough to be the next generation, really. They launched, and it was just, they just kind of threw it together. Yeah. You know? But no, I don't think they thought, I don't think that they came together and said, this is the game that's going to make everybody buy it. But then again, there were two and a half million pre-orders in Europe, right? Well, that was, I mean, that was just on hype. Could have been. You know? They were like, oh, Atari's coming back, you know? Oh, we have a 64-bit system, and, you know... You, have you did you did, have you gone and watched all like the promo videos they have? Oh, I've seen them. <laughs> I mean, you know, they were really trying. They were pushing it. <laughs> they were pushing it. Um, but you know, they 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 were also trying to be innovative too. Like we'll, we'll talk about this later. But they had like the Jaguar VR that they were they were planning. You know, so we'll we'll talk about that and and some of our uh, when we sum up everything. But you know, they were trying it. They were trying to push the envelope, and I, I think they were just. It just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. You know, they tried and they and it didn't work out. They just made the wrong moves and and um, they ran out. So, uh, Cybermorph is a so it's it's developed by a company called Attention to Detail. Uh, <laughs> How ironic! It is very ironic. <laughs> well, and maybe they just didn't have a, maybe the Atari was just like you got to get it out. Yeah, you got to finish it in this. Yeah, I mean it couldn't be. I mean it might. It's not probably all their fault. You know, it's all their fault. Though I will tell you, you know why? Because these are the other games that they made. Oh, Bl- <laughs> Blast Cha- on the Jaguar, or no, just no, in general? Thirty-two bit, uh, Blast Chamber. Is that that's not good? I don't know if that's good or not. That's the only one that I'm iffy about. Because I, I thought I remember. But I'll, but look, the other ones. Go ahead. The Incredible Hulk on Ooh. on. Uh, Ooh, is that the one I'm thinking of? I think it's the sixteen bit one. I think it's published it, by U.S. Gold. Oh, I was just gonna say U.S. Gold. I know that um, for the Sega. Blue Lightning. For the Jaguars, the Jaguar that's supposed to be good though. Is it? Yeah, okay. that's supposed to be like one, it, it, that was a packing game as well right. for the Jaguar City. Not that that it doesn't mean it's great. I'm just saying. I, it's, I'm only it's giving decent. you like the games that I kind of know of. Um, there were some other ones in there that I didn't even I didn't even bother to put on the list. Right, Sydney 2000 for the Dreamcast. Oh, like Olympic the, the games? Olympics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Ducati World racing game. Yeah, for the Dreamcast. Um. Somewhat forgettable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about Blue Lightning, but I know that that came out for the Lynx, and then yeah. they, they ported that over. Um, so, Cybermorph is a it's a third person flying, free roaming spaceship shooting game. I mean, I think it's the best way to best way to put it. Yeah. Um, it was originally a three D uh, carpet, like a flying carpet demo. That was created for this Conics multi system that I was t- mentioning right. to you, and so they basically moved that over and created Cybermorph. But then Cybermorph is almost like just a tech demo itself. <laughs> exactly. So you fly this. Uh, it's called a T Griffin fighter jet, and then the goal is you have to capture these pods and destroy these robot bosses at the end of the sectors. There's 40 levels spread across these 40 sectors. Holy shit! And eight and, and eight planets <laughs> for levels. each sector. Yeah. Holy fuck. Um, you have a virtual assistant that helps you during during the the missions, aka, and gives you and gives you gives you uh you know indication of how many pods are left or if you got hit by a projectile or if you did something well. Um, 
She is a bald green face, and we just called her Sinead O'Connor. Uh, didn't everybody though? I mean, she looks identical to Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, I mean that was the first thing I thought of when we when we played it back in the day. I we just called her Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> we didn't call her anything else. It was the first <laughs> thing that came to mind. I mean, nothing really compares, right? Yeah, nothing. Nothing really compares. Nothing compares. She could be Demi Moore in a GI Jane. I kind of, I, I kind of have a thing for her. Is that weird? <laughs> no, not at all. Right. I mean, we're talking like 1995. Demi Moore is she was not like Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore. I don't even, I can't even picture visualize that. Are they still together? They're not still together. No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm not up on my my current events uh, with on your Hollywood on your stars. Kutcher news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, no, no one is. <laughs> That 70s show revamped. <laughs> it's now the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> they all have kids. Ugh. Just a sad existence. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder what that whole cast is doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. 95. Didn't, uh, wasn't that Striptease came out? Was that her? Demi Moore? I think so, yeah. Yeah. G.I. Jane, Striptease, if she was in that. I don't Pump, know, she, pumping she, out the jams. I don't know, she's got an appeal. I don't know what it is with her, but yeah, I don't know. Very confident woman. Yeah, but sensual at the same time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about video games? <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, I mean, we talked about some of the, the downfall of or the, the shortcomings of Cybermorph, but it's got... R- the thing about it that I, I don't really like is it's got... Is everything? Yeah, it's got, <laughs> it's got really, really poor draw distance. Like, you can only see yay in front of you. It's It's just... There's no world. You're just traveling through just, yeah, you're just a couple polygons at a time that are loading into the screen. And then the sound is just... It might be a more advanced Atari 2600 game in terms of the sound effects that you're getting. Just like engine static and just like shooting... No like, music whatsoever. Um, really, even though it's a 3D polygon-based game, it's got really rudimentary objects and 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 landscapes it's just even because even some of the early polygonal polygonal games like virtua fighter or virtua racing there's some character to those those flat shaded polygons you can make out the trees you can make out the bridge (laughs) you can see what you're doing yeah (laughs) and the terrain the way the terrain moves is 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 you know, it flows in a way that you you yeah, find like, realistic, like, like Virtue Racing, even on the Genesis, even on, even the Genesis <laughs> version. But in this game, it doesn't help that there are panels within each like part of the terrain. Some are pink, and some are white, and some are orange and yellow. It's like and six it, colors. You're you're just basically flying on a quilt. You know, is what is what it is. It's just <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason to anything, and so it's hard to to feel like you're in a believable world when they put it together that way they could have made it look like a forest or something you know put a put a hill you know browns and greens and make a stream running through it or whatever you know how many ways can you say this game is bad is what we're doing <laughs> i guess so um yeah so there's as a that la- as a launch title there's there's a i would I would, I would call it a a barely acceptable frame rate i mean it's 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 constant so it's that is good <laughs> but it's if you look at the it's it's funny because the 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 speed at which you're moving and 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 you're moving through the world is different than the the frame rate or the animation refresh of the enemies. So the enemies are sort of like 
like they're not moving fluidly the same way that you are. So it makes it really jarring when you're moving through that world. It's just I don't know. It, should I stop? Uh, <laughs> um, but even at the time, like the reviewers of the time were saying that compared to games like Silpede and and Star Fox, it didn't even compare to those games. And those games came out before that. Oh no! For for the sixteen bit consoles, it's just there's no. I mean, Star Fox is it has such a like the like just like the story, the characters. There's nothing. There's nothing in Cybermorph. <laughs> you know, like the, the music of Star Fox. Yeah. You know, like it was. It, it was a, just the sound of it. it literally sounded like a space adventure. Yeah, you know, it got just you. The lasers, it got you everything. Going. And that game was formatted in a way they said, okay, we've got limitations, so we're going to make it a forward-scrolling 3D game where there's very the, the player isn't responsible for moving through the world. Yeah, you we're know, gonna, we're going to manage that. They just have to move up and down, left and right, and just and, and, yeah. and enjoy the world. Just that's how it should it be. Just 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 focus on what you can do, and, not, and don't worry about what you can't do. Right. <laughs> exactly. So you know, work within the limitations to make a positive experience, and and I think that they just bit off more than they could chew with this game. They just they wanted to make it bigger than what I mean. The Jaguar was maybe kinda, ready for at the time, or kinda, maybe or maybe there was bottlenecks within the Jaguar that didn't allow them to make it more advanced. I mean, that just kind of it's literally the story of the. <laughs> that's like it, the story it, of the Jaguar. It, it's like it's like a almost like a anecdote for the Jaguar itself. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's. It, at the same time, though, it's not like if you watch a playthrough of Cybermorph, it's not horrible. It's just not f- fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at its best, it's it's less than average. Yeah, you almost feel it really like, has, so you, you almost feel like it's just busy work. It's just like all you're doing is going through the levels, collecting these these little pods, and just getting to the exit. That's that's pretty much all it is. But even then. Like the objectives are kind of opaque; they don't really tell you where you have to go in the level. And sometimes you're just running around randomly, and you don't know what you're doing. There was one level I saw; you have to blow up a a uh, sonar dish, and you don't. That's not even in like the synopsis of the level you're going into. But you, but you have to do it, and you don't even know that that's there. So it it just was. There were flaws. <laughs> there were flaws. There there were just flaws. mistakes were made. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus, is there anything else I can say? I think that's enough about oh, Cybermorph. Well, it had a sequel on the Jaguar CD, um, which is Battlemorph. Uh, so, you know, it's a Jaguar CD, which is a add-on to a system that nobody bought. So <laughs> five people have played Battlemorph, <laughs> I think, in existence. <laughs> Would you say five, five people have played Battlemorph? I, you know, you could surmise that. <laughs> Surmise, big word for you, Trent. Hey, Jeez, coming man. up. Wow, look at you, huh? Pow! Wow. <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm joking, but like, you know, there can't be well, that, really, many, <laughs> that many people who have played Battlemorph. But you know, I was even looking at videos for Battlemorph, and it doesn't look that much better than Cybermorph. There's there's like music in it now, you know? That's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of, like, it's still flat shaded. There's no... And it was funny because that game came out at the end of 1995, and I just said, you know what? I just want to compare this to something that came out around the same time. So I threw on Descent, a launch game for the for the yeah. for the PlayStation. Worlds like like you look at Descent now, you're like, what well, this is like this is a piece of shit. You look at it compared to Battlemorph, it's like a it's like a 
It's like a ray tracing next gen <laughs> PS5 game. <laughs> so it wasn't up to par, man. I don't know. That's just literally the story of the Jaguar. I would like to check out Blue Lightning because I haven't seen that yet. You know, if that was just look up a video. No, I know. I'm just oh. saying. I don't know how that compares to. That's the problem is that by the time they were able to make something that was maybe even was halfway way decent, way too late. It was way too late. So they were, it was way too late. About five months after the system came pretty, out. Pretty well. That's <laughs> the thing is, after five months, people were like, "Yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, we're done." And they were pretty much uh, twelve months away from the Saturn's launch. So nope, wrap it up. Yeah. So the 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 time was uh the time was up. Um, so let's talk about something that's a little bit more positive, in fact, a lot more positive, and that is Tempest 2000, which came out in April 1994. It was the first real killer app for the console. It was created by Jeff Minter, also known as Llamasoft. Jeff Minter is a, a big fan of um, of cattle-type animals. Um, so he named his company Llamasoft. His favorite animal is a sheep. Hmm. Just in case you wanted to know that. And so he revamped David Thor's original Tempest from the arcades to make for uh, the Jaguar as a, as a killer app. It's a it's a polygonal... I learned this today, Trenton. It's a tube-based shooter. You ever heard of that? Uh, No, I haven't. I mean, okay. it makes sense. It's not like there's a... Uh, a wide array of games it's in the a, tube it, shooting no, genre. No, it's its own. It's <laughs> almost like its own genre. So as opposed to a first-person shooter or a scrolling spaceship-type shooter, it's fixed to a defined plane where you can only move side to side as enemies are entering the screen and and on the grid and they're sort of coming in waves at you and you have to you have to uh, destroy them before they get to your plane. Waves is going to be coming in Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sunday your nuts going to be drained. When, when you when when the enemies get to your plane, you have no recourse to shoot them because you cannot move backwards normally. And so you're sort of left for dead if that's the case. So you have to destroy all the enemies before they can get to the end of the Oh, you can still end of the web. We will talk about <laughs> we will talk about the power up. Sir. There, there is a power up that can help you to, to jump backwards uh, that can save Oh, not you. even a power up. It depends on which way you're uh, facing. So you know oh, when you're turning, you can more. turn like that. Yeah. If you turn like that, you can get the enemies that are coming from the left. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, you know so, how you know how when if, if when you so when you're spinning on that U. Yeah. So if you're on that, the left side, you're 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 kind of face like that. It'll shoot to the right. So it's what if you, an enemy you know they're shooting like the, that. So you're not going to get the ones coming from here because obviously you're shooting inwards. But when but if you're, they're coming from the right, when you're turning like that way, you you, sh- you can still. As far as I remember playing it, and okay. it was, you can get them that but way. It's a lot more difficult to do it. That yeah, way. yeah, yeah. I know because you you just you start freaking out. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. exactly. <laughs> so I mean, and and the reason why is that it's it's kind of a psychedelic game where there's a lot of effects going on the screen. So it's hard sometimes to judge when that does happen, where and when you have to shoot. Uh, once you've defeated all the enemies on a wave. They're, they're called waves. You move on to the next web. There's 100 in the, in the game. There's 100 levels. Um, there are some power-ups, as we mentioned. So there's an AI droid that can fight with you. And so you get this power-up, and it'll just it'll just run all through the your plane of the web, just shooting and helping you out with, with the enemies. You can get stronger guns. Um, there is a jump ability that actually allows you to jump backwards, back and back of the web, and you can move left to right and actually shoot those enemies that have gotten to your plane. So that's that's really helpful. Helpful, um, and then 
there's also these warp tokens that you can get. If you get three warp tokens yes. and you finish the level, you can actually get to this warp zone. Um, and so that is a 3D flying spaceship game, which is a little bit more open-ended, and you have to go through these uh, uh, rings, what you call warp, warp rings. Yeah. And if you get through every single warp ring on the on the bonus level, you skip five levels and move further through the through. Oh, the is game. that what it does? Yes. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yep. Um, and in fact, the that uh, that warp level has this very very cool sort of. Um, line scrolling plane that is like debris. It's almost like space debris that creates a sense of of depth and and scale in the game in that level, so that you can feel like you're moving through space, um, which is a really really neat effect. In fact, you should you should show some some footage of that as I'm talking about it to give people the idea of of you know what you're doing there. Um, but it's the game is just iconic for bringing music. A, a psychedelic neon visual and particle super effect. disco party it's it's simple but very 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 tight gameplay and it, it brings all of those things together to make more of than the sum of its parts we talk in in our episodes about games that bring together more than what they are in their individual pieces and that's that is tempest 2000 that's the the definition of this game between not only the gameplay but all of the sensory overload that you're getting it just creates this like sense of like joy as you're playing everything's blowing up you got the music blasting you're just going sweeping left and right the music is ridiculous and then it also has really excellent sound effects and and iconic voice samples as well like one up you know or or excellent and then you have the yes, 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 yes. And then the, the most iconic super zapper recharge, <laughs> and you just hear these sound, the, you hear these these voice samples over and over, and it kind of just endears you to the game. Like you want to hear that more and more and more and more. Um, it's a simple game with a simple objective, and it defines fun. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, um, and you know that that's really the glimmer of hope for you know a console that clearly could have done more but with lazy development it just cemented it as a pretender and and not really much better than the 16-bit generation but if they had more games like tempest 2000 more innovation more 3d more and I, when i say 3d i don't mean like you know a 3d tv i mean games that are in the third dimension if they had more advancements that way if they if they thought more outside the box than just ramming it down trying to say well we need we need more 3D games whatever they are just put them <laughs> out there they'll buy them you know jeff minter thought a little bit more he was a little bit more thoughtful in his development of the game to use the system to its strengths and make something that was beautiful no matter what whether it was going to be on the jaguar or it was going to be on the Saturn or PlayStation. In fact, there were ports that were made for the Saturn and for the PlayStation. And when you talk to people who play these games, most people say the Jaguar version is their is their preferred version of the game. Have you played the one on the Saturn? They I have. have. I, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. But again, I, I haven't played it side by side with the Jaguar version. Is it li- is it literally just the same? It's just the exact same game. Tempest Two Thousand. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, I think that they did make make some changes with it. I don't know if there were music changes or what, but it to me it plays the same. You know, um, so I don't know. I, we'll, we'll we'll have to do a little comparison of the two. But no, I I um I love Tempest Two Thousand. In fact, it was 
it was one of those games that uh, I played you know, when I got my Jaguar back in the day. So it's an addicting, uh, it's, uh, it's addicting play. It is. It, it's it's that. It's almost like it goes. It harkens back to an earlier age where it was just like, it's just about you know how you say like it's just gotta be fun. Yeah. And like an earlier, I don't know, it was a couple episodes ago. You're like, that's all that fucking matters. <laughs> like, that's all that matters is fun, and 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 that game is the definition of fun. And it's not something that has to be long and drawn out. You don't have to learn crazy controls. You know, what you have to learn left and right and shoot. Yeah. And maybe another button to jump some every so often. You know, and it, and it was advanced. It, right. it was advanced at the time. I mean, 1994, April 94, to have a 3D game like that that was as fast as it was that had I mean when you listen to that soundtrack it sounds like it could be off of a CD you don't feel like you're playing a cartridge when you're listening to that soundtrack do you no 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 yeah I mean they, they ended up making they put the soundtrack on a CD too yeah they actually they released it with one of the CD games um, I think it was a launch I think it was the pack in with the Jaguar CD they gave you the uh, soundtrack for Tempest 2000 did they I think so yeah yeah, along with um, a couple of games. I think VidGrid was one of them. Yeah, it was VidGrid, Blue Lightning, and Mist. Is that what it was? I think it went in the Mist demo. I don't think it was the full game. Mist, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so, <clears throat> I I mean, I, I love that game. It's um, it's just, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's fantastic. And it's 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 that's, like, where we look at the Jaguar and say, man, like, what this thing could have done. You know, what it could have been. I mean, that, yeah, that would have been a, a great launch title. If that was, the, if that was the... Can you imagine if that was the pack-in? It's like, I don't know. I'm trying to compare. I, I guess it would be like the like if Nintendo had, or like if the Game Boy had Tetris as its game. I think like the Jag the Jaguars would be would be Tempest. If the Game Boy had, you know, Game Boy Tetris. they had they launched with like Tetris. Right. It's not like it's not like a Mario game. It's just like a puzzle game. Right. 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 I mean, it's and then Tempest is kind of just like a simple simple game. You know. Mm-hmm. You're, oh, you're saying because Tetris was a simple, addictive yeah, yeah, game yeah. That, that just brought people back yeah, yeah, again yeah. and again and again. That's, that's what sold thing. the that's what sold the Game Boy. Right. It was like I want to play Tetris. It's, I play Tetris. So, it's so addicting. It's the yeah. it's like the simplest game. Nothing like flashy about it. It's just fun. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's what that's kind of what frustrates us about about the system is that they had software like that and and then. At the end of '94, you got Alien versus Predator, you know, and that was another game that was was more advanced. You hadn't seen something like that before. Yeah, I mean, I just remember. But it was too little, and it was too late. <laughs> Cause it's too late, and you can't apologize. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember seeing it in the magazines back then. I was like, oh yeah. Did you yeah. see Tempest 2000 back then? Uh, I don't rem. I don't remember seeing it. Like, the, it just obviously the one I remember the most is Alien versus Predator. Cause it was on like in like mm-hmm. EGM and like uh, it was like at their like time. it was like their game of the year you know for the Jaguar yeah and that was like the one game was oh man this game looks great but it was like no, no one had a Jaguar I don't even think anyone knew what a Jaguar was most people didn't. like if if I was if I went back into into like my ten year old self and like asked any of my friends oh you hear about the Atari Jaguar be like what They're like huh <laughs> what, what like what the hell's that yeah <laughs> you know yeah because. Uh... Well, I'll get into it, but the last thing I wanted to mention was we talked about the Jaguar VR a little bit, you know, and and I most of most of my modern gaming, uh, to be quite honest with you, is VR at this point because they're oh really sh- yeah because they're shorter, quick experiences that just capture you, and it's like that final frontier. Whereas 
most regular games that are coming out for traditional modern systems you gotta play 97 hours are are <laughs> long drawn out games that I, frankly I don't have the time for and I don't want to learn all the controls <laughs> I just I, I'm, I'm kind of done with that I'm, I've had enough unless it's something that really speaks to me like Breath of the Wild I've lived through it all <laughs> I just don't need it so I'm playing, you know, a lot of everybody's golf VR. You know, one one of the games. You sound like a you sound like a jaded wrestling fan. <laughs> this this shit they're doing now. Tell the, me, tell me. I mean, all the flip flops and the high dives. I just want wrestling. That's right. <laughs> you know, I just want good fun games. <laughs> you know, I just want to play fun games. And I discovered through the research. It's funny, like how, you know, me do us doing this podcast is almost selfish for me to figure out and find out stuff that. I would have never known if I wasn't doing the research. Yeah. You know? So I wanted to mention you know, I'll probably I want to I want to let you talk about the picture that you Well, you know what? No, I'm going to I'm going to mention it now just cuz we're already on the topic. So basically, I was looking up all this information about Jeff Minter and Llamasoft and Jeff Minter has gone on to make Tempest 3000 and Tempest 4000. Tempest 4000 is on the modern consoles. So you can get that for oh really uh, yeah you can get, I don't even know those came out you can get that for PS4 TXK is another one that came out for Vita that I bought back in the day when it's, I say back in the day I mean like five years ago oh temp oh yeah Tempest. which is basically Tempest 2000 so they're just revamps of of Tempest 2000 they're more advanced you know in terms of the graphics the effects and that kind of stuff um, I was really hoping there would be a VR version of Tempest 4000 they kind of didn't have time to do that they kind of moved on to something else they wanted to get it in there they had it up and running but the certification and the the qa and all that stuff it just didn't work out but jeff minter came out with a game in 2017 that was a spiritual successor to tempest 2000 called polybius and this is a you're you're basically it's a scrolling three-dimensional automatic scrolling uh tank shooter where you're moving forward into the world and um, it has the same uh, kind of the same style, graphical style of graphic Tempest. style effects um, but it is a fever dream I mean this game is a VR game and it's $15 on the PlayStation Network and it immer- like that's the thing like it immerses you like Tempest 2000 was a game that immersed you it made you like you sucked you into the television, you know, like you just, you kind of got taken over by it and you put on that headset and you play a game like Polybius with all of these visual effects. You've got warping of like the ground and you've got, it's going a it's mile, like the same a, Tempest a, explosions. A mile a minute, you're hearing the same voice sample. So you're getting that, that callback to Tempest 2000. Meanwhile, it's, it's chaos on the screen, but it's all controlled chaos because you're moving forward automatically and all you got to do is press one button shoot yeah. shoot and move there's there's a, a two base level where you're going around in a circle and it's almost like an f0x level if you remember those f0x levels where you were going on a, on a hole like a pipe and you could go around because it was magnetized same kind of thing and just neon and f- particle effects just it, it, it runs just, so every, fast. And everything's so just like blowing up, like as you're flying by. I don't know. I <laughs> you, just, it's like it's like breakneck speed. You have to just be like lightning quick response and move back left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. Then you have to pass through those uh, mo- those horns, horn gates. Yeah. That's so what the I thing call is, them. you have to be right in the center. If you hit the edge, you get like three shields, and then you die. 
and then that's it. That's game over. <laughs> but man, it's yeah. I guess I don't know if if you can get like all of them and just like one shot going through because it gives you that little you were, like you were doing that for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. But there's some of them. Yeah, and then they're like the little. Little the like the bricks will pop up and you shoot those out of the way. Some of them like the the, the right in front of the power up. So it's you kind of gotta make a decision. I'm gonna go for it. I want to just avoid it for right now. But you know what I mean? Like it's it's a game. Like I I I started with that game and immediately I just started smiling. I just started like laughing and smiling because I was like, this is this is it. Like this is what I want. This is a classic game. This is what let's say like the Jaguar VR would like was aiming for. You know, like that's this is what they were trying to do back then. Yeah. They, they just ran out of money and ran out of time because they screwed up on everything else. But I'm guessing that they were, you know, that that could have been they could have made a Tempest 2000 VR. You know, uh, you know they they they. I mean, they 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 were almost there with missile with missile command. You know, they had the they had right. the mode in the game. Yeah, but man, I'll tell you that Polybius game. I don't know how you felt about it, but I want to jump back into that game because yeah. it's just. Dude, it's, like like, a, it's a fever dream. When you start out, you're like, oh, "All right, cool. This is this looks pretty. This looks pretty sweet." And then, like, when that speed picks up, you're like, "This is." <laughs> you're like, "This is fucking nuts." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were laughing, right? Yeah. As you were going through. You're just like, "This is ridiculous," <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah. Just like it's so much fun, and there's you're there's little that you're. It's like Star Fox. We just talked about Star Fox. There's little you're responsible for other than move forward, like just left and right, destroy shoot. everything, collect but power then, ups. But then they're 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 gonna they're gonna what's the term they're going to provide the entertainment for you with all these visual effects that are going to be flying by your head as you play so if you guys have a psvr headset i i mean just buy it now i mean if you haven't heard of this game before or if you haven't played it buy it now it's 15 bucks on the playstation network and i think it plays on ps5 as well if you have a ps5 i don't although i don't think anybody has a ps5 right now with the bottlenecks that they're having and all the all the sniping people are doing so, damn, so how how old is Jeff Minter now? He, I think he's in his. Was he young then? Yeah, he was young. I think he's in his late forties, maybe, maybe early fifties. Really? He yeah. doesn't look old. Like if you look at him, he's he he looks like a normal. That's dude. crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah, like I, Tempest was ninety four, and then that's twenty two, twenty three years later, and it's like yeah, you know, still, he's still making games still, now. He's still like modern. He knows like what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he, the dude. The dude is nuts. <laughs> yeah. The dude is. He lives on like a farm with sheep. <laughs> That's why it's called Llama Soft. Llama Soft. Just like, yeah, you know, obviously on the Jaguar Defender 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's a freak out, you know, like, like Macho Man, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But you, you had sent me a picture, we were texting back and forth, and you had sent me a picture of a guy who's in the Jaguar community that he had a picture of himself playing. Oh yeah, Jaguar yeah. VR. Yeah, from like two. I don't. I think it was two thousand six or something. Because in the picture there was like a Wii in the like he had on his shelf. So it was yeah. obviously around that time. It looked like it was from probably like two thousand six, two thousand seven. But I, I, I don't I, know how he. I you know I think there was maybe two, or maybe it was either one or two of like the actual the actual ones they made. A third one has been discovered now. Oh, is it three? Yeah, I, yeah, right, yeah. Because yeah. I there's the one they have the Jagfest. I I not, can't remember if they're still doing it, but I would love I would love to, to play that. I would really love <laughs> to play that. But yeah, they always uh they would always uh, bring it there. I don't I guess I guess you just play missile the missile command game, but I don't think you ha- you can use the missile command like the regular one. You have to have 
like the whatever the demo copy of it that had the VR mode in it. Oh right, okay. Because I, I mean, they the the VR. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they've ripped that because the VR mode is in in the car. I could be I'm totally. Sure they, I'm wrong. sure they've ripped that to a skunk cartridge or one of those other ones. Yeah, that you can put the. So games I on. guess that's that's the only game. But like, if you actually play the missile command, like in it's, the VR it's, mode, it's it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's good. You could you could tell like if this was and if this wasn't like you know whenever I think whatever it came on ninety four ninety five and like you had a virtual had headset. You could definitely tell it 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 played well because you you know it's a you, first person you got the missiles coming in there like r- yeah. they'll blow you're, up you're right using in front your of head you. To look around, yeah, basically. I can imagine it would be uh, pretty solid. I mean, I, I'd, I I'd, I'd, so. I'd love to try it now, see how it plays. Oh, I listen. If they have Jagfest again, I <laughs> I I kind of want to go. <laughs> it's not like it's going to be in Connecticut. Coming to a town near you. Listen, we'll we'll travel for it. We'll go, man. We'll do it. Why not? When all get, the jagheads get get busy living, right? I mean, why not? What the hell else are you going to do? You know. Uh, um. But yeah. So I was. It's I was, funny because just like years ago, I was like, what the, I, was, I just remember like years ago finding out about Jagfest. Like. Who the fuck is gonna go to a jag like a jag? Dude, up, up until three weeks ago, I said that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you're like, I kind of want to go now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I get, I, get, I it, if the jaguar bites you, because it's so weird. If it, if it's jaguar, just, it, it is it's, so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> like none of it makes any sense. Like how there's people still making games for it. Like well, I don't know why, but they do. It's such a small community, but they've all been bit by the bug, and it's just like they can't. Yeah, it's just get that it weird out. thing. It's yeah, the the the. You know the the audience is small, but they're hardcore. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. just yeah. same with uh, you know, pretty much like underground rappers or musicians or bands. Yeah. You know, they they won't they're not huge, but the people that follow them will eat like will buy anything they put out or support them till the end. You know, and uh, I just I remember I I've been like look, looking at that picture of the VR headset and like the sensor. Yeah, and I just been studying it, and and it's. <laughs> I've it's, been trying to break it down in my mind because there is there's almost like a camera sensor, and then there's these three ports where you can put you know either a, another controller into, like the the way the design works is not that dissimilar from what the PlayStation VR does. You know, there's a camera, and then there's a processing unit, and then it goes into the system. So it's it's. When I see it, I just, I just think of those like those knockoff Wii systems they would have. That's what it kind of reminds me of those like twenty dollar fake Wii systems they would have at the stores. I remember those with yeah. like this like the cheap infrared remote. Like, yep. I'm sure that's kind of how it worked back then. You think so? Yeah. You mean like you had to have that like right in front of your head to like? Yeah. Because I don't see any lights on the on the uh, Jaguar headset. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure that there's got to be I'm, there's got to be video of like someone playing it. You know? I would love to see that. I should look it up. We gotta look that. Yeah. <laughs> look that up. Oh, one more thing about Tempest 2000. I I believe that it does have rotary controller support, but that's something well, that's that, a that's a mod that someone just made. No, but recently. I mean that the game itself has support for it, and then somebody modded a controller to put in a rotary, almost like in a pong machine, and it works in the game. Oh, I didn't know if it had. Oh, I thought they just someone made it, and it just happened to work for. It. I didn't know there was like a. That the game had to well, be programmed I mean. to I, use that's it. That's what I mean. Like oh, the game, oh, the game oh. supports it. Like it actually moves. Oh yeah, yeah. You so can, like you can you can mod the control. It's literally the only game it'll work for. But I mean, the, well, the original Tempest used a rotary control. Like if you, I guess if like if you want to, I guess you you could do it. Yeah. Picture <laughs> picture like um like a pong machine, guys, from like the late seventies or early eighties, where you have an actual dial to move left and right, and then that button pushes in to to fire. 
same same concept um, for the uh, for the rotary controller. I imagine that's a pretty penny though. Do no, you, uh, no, the, it's on eBay. Someone's charging thirty bucks, and I I would assume that's that the you aftermarket would... version, though, right? Well, no, that's all there is. Oh, it's really? Not, it's not an official controller. Oh, they don't make it. No, 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 oh, okay, no. Right, right. It's only a mod that someone that someone's selling. I'm I'm it, I remember seeing listed for thirty dollars, but I'm assuming it's that's if you send them a controller. They, oh, they do it for you because okay. the controllers are one for like 20 bucks. I don't think someone would mod it for a, a whole, take a con- their own controller for 30 bucks and mod it. I got gotcha. you. I could be wrong, but I would assume that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, my memories of this, uh, if we can get into that, I mean, I, I mine are the same as yours. Exa- exactly. So I remember, <laughs> so it was probably mid 1997 KB toys was having their, Liquidation of uh, of Jaguar consoles. Yeah, that was uh for fifty dollars. That was when that was when Hasbro uh, bought the the Atari name. Pretty much right around then was it ninety seven ninety eight. Yeah, they just bought all their stock and then just liquidated it. So they had you know, KB Toys always had this one one uh, propped up display that had the pig that would be oinking and they would have the ferret that the f- was rolling on the ball. The, and the fish the fish game. Which one you was know, that? with the fishing poles, and you got it with the magnet and the oh, fish. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or then that little like thing. It was like almost like a a, a loop. It, it would. What was it? It was like a little uh, little animal thing that would go down this little track and then go like it would go up the up the thing and then. Yes. And then, <laughs> yes, it would hop. I don't know up, what hop, hop up and then roll all the way down. <laughs> yeah. So they had like these little trinkets <laughs> in in this kiosk, this like mini kiosk, and then what they would do is. Around that, outside on the floor of the actual, let's say the, the 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 hallway of the of the mall, they would stack up these Jaguar consoles. But then they also had a around a, a display. So if you're walking into the store, and right on the right was uh, the register area, yes. yeah, and they had they had the little they had the little TV with the Jaguar system set up. Oh, did they really? Yeah, even into the liquidation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. They had oh, okay. it. They had it. Actually, you can actually play it. I remember picking up one of the consoles that was sitting in the actual corridor of the mall, and bringing it in and paying for my massive Jaguar box. Oh, you mean it was out in the hall? Like it in was the, in. The, it was on the brown floor, like out in the on the tile in, floor. In, in the yeah. Mall. Oh, I remember when they would do that. Yeah, and they would they would stack them up and like you know make like a little half circle. <laughs> yeah, they could make a house out of they, all they, those they, systems. They, they literally made an igloo out of out of the, out of the Jaguar consoles, <laughs> and so I just grabbed one off the top. And uh, I grabbed Tempest 2000 either that day or, or maybe a couple of weeks later. The games later. must have been like 20 bucks. They were 20 bucks. They were 1999. Yeah. And I just remember, like, they had they'd Flip Out, I think, was one of them that they had. Yeah, that is that was, it is the game. They had Flip Out, Checkered Flag. I know they had Kasumi Ninja. Because I remember seeing And that. I saw that. And the one that, that caught my interest, thankfully, was Tempest 2000. And you had, you had never heard of it before then? No. No. Uh. Never heard of it. But... I remember taking it home. I mean, and I that was box like, art is pretty sweet. It is. I, I think it's better than any... Like, they made it for the PSX, and they made it for the Yeah, the they're kind of just like... And they're just like just a spaceship. like a space. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's not... But that, that demon that's, like, clawing yeah, at you... Yeah, like, Goro. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know if you ever see him, because I've never played through the whole game, of course. But, um, yeah, I just remember bringing that home and being like, this is, like, really solid. You know, it was uh, it was almost like a more of a novelty though. I wasn't like I was really serious about the Jaguar. I knew that it was 
a dead system. I mean, you couldn't be when you pick it up at KB Toys for fifty bucks. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So I just. It's not like you're fully invested in it. You know, like, yeah, fifty bucks. Well, thank, you know. thank, thankfully, I got I got Tempest because I played Cybermorph and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is choppy as f. You know, there's I can't see anything. I don't know what I'm doing. And all I'm hearing is, where did you learn to fly? Where did you learn to fly? Because the collision detection was terrible. You just keep going into, like, the side of the mountain. Like, yeah. So, thankfully, we picked up Tempest 2000 because that's a game I actually spent some time with. And, and I remember showing you when you came I honestly over. don't remember playing Tempest. Are you showing me Tempest 2000? This was, like, 2002. Yeah. That was the first time I was like, holy sh-. you I was like, you have a fucking Jaguar? I think this is like the first time I came to your house or the second time. I was like, who's the fuck? <laughs> a Jaguar? <laughs> yeah, we just played that. I was like, maybe five minutes and I was like, all right, well, that's terrible. Yeah. Cybermorph. I don't, I don't remember Tempest 2000 at all. No. Did we, do you remember like, yeah. playing it when I was there? We just ran through all the games, and then we played uh, White Man Camp Jump. I, th- did, I thought, did I not buy you that game? You did. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah brand, so that wasn't brand, the same time. That was brand like, new in the box. Yeah, with the, was it with the tap? No, no, no. No, but it was complete in box. Yeah. I think you probably got it for like five, ten bucks. You like just it, wanted to see how it as played. A, as a joke, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you end up playing that again when you got it? Yeah. And what were your it's, thoughts? One player is, eh. Yeah. It's not, you know, as with most with a lot of games, it's not terrible. It's not great. It's so it's, it's like Barkley shut up and jam. It's it's passable. I think w- if you're playing two player, it'd be a lot better. Cuz I remember we were ready to start laughing at it and then we kind of almost enjoyed it. So it wasn't like as funny as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's not terrible, terrible, so Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, uh, <laughs> if I never played it again, I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the system was kind of an enigma to me still. It was, you know, I played two games really in earnest, Cybermorph and Tempest 2000, and that was pretty much it. I mean, I ended up selling it when we when I moved out with my wife and we had to get an apartment. And um, I regretted I, it every day since. <laughs> I, I, I don't regret it. No, I, still, I know. I still it's... don't, but, you know, it would be nice to get an in-box Jaguar, but they're just so expensive now. It's just... Yeah. You, it's... you almost have to find it by accident. Which is how I got my yeah. <laughs> my, my, I was helping my friend sell some of his toys and hmm. well, I mean, we I mentioned it before, and he was just and then he just sent me a picture of a jaguar. I was like, oh, same thing. You know, I said, you have a fucking jaguar. Yeah, that's, I was like, how the that, fuck did you that, have that? That's, that's what you say when you find a jaguar in anybody's house. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have a fucking jaguar. It's like why? <laughs> that's what I said to him. I was like, "Why do you have that?" He's yeah, like, what, what, what like, did he say? He's like, "I don't know." My, my it was like my ex wife. Well, yeah, my ex wife got it for yeah, me. Yeah. Like, I was like, "Did you ask for it?" <laughs> he was like, "No." I was like, oh, "This is so perplexing. I don't know how someone would just go out." I must. You must have got it on eBay or something. And it was like, "Yep, yeah. this is this is the, this is what I'm getting." This is what we're doing. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it literally just it's been sitting in a box for. 15 years maybe you know it is a pristine uh console how many how many games are you up to now um i think 22 and 20 complete in box out of 53 i guess technically there's 56 i think they counted some of the ones that came out after the jaguar like they're um, they're officially licensed like skyhammer i think they counted as an official release um so yeah, twenty. Yeah, I think twenty-two, twenty complete in box. 
what would you say your do you have like a top like a top three Jaguar games Um, that that you like to play right now actually I haven't played it in a few weeks but I mean Tempest 2000 it, all right, so if I had to pick my three, it'd be Tempest Two Thousand. Is what? Is probably probably number one. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm like trying to run through like all the games in my head right head right now that I have. Probably Tempest Two Thousand. Uh, cannon fodder. Cannon fodder is is fun, man. I love cannon fodder, man. <laughs> love you, love me some cannon fodder. Hell yeah, <laughs> cannon fodder is great. Um, and then third, man, it, it it's either like Wolfenstein or Doom. Like I don't, you're kind of swaying me into more Wolfenstein because the Doom doesn't have the the music, but it's not really that big of a deal to me. But like the Wolfenstein, I still think is, Wolfenstein plays better. But though. yeah, but Wolfenstein is just like a as like a perfect, and you know, because sound it, effects of this, like opening the doors. Yeah, and it's just because I don't I don't have like any I don't have any version of Wolfenstein. You know, no. I mean, you could play Doom on like a hundred systems, but. I mean, I guess you could on Wolfenstein too, but I don't. I don't own any version of Wolfenstein. But the thing is, like, you can play Doom on anything. Yeah. You can't play Wolfenstein on everything, and even like the Super Nintendo port's kind of trash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I guess. I guess those would probably be my three. That's a solid list right there. I think. You actually there's, there's something about man, Alien I think, versus I think, Predator. I think the fourth, like a, a tied for, would be Missile Command. The Missile Command 3D. That's a good one too. Even though it's like you you get Missile Command the original one, and then Missile Command 3D, and then the, like the VR mode. Mm. Even though it's like Missile nope, Command nope. is Missile Command, but now, it's still now, fun. Now we're looking at the Jaguar from a whole new lens because oh, it's yeah, 2020. Yeah. What about Raiden? Because that's that's a personal favorite of mine. I just it's I, it's 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 fine. It's not. I don't really. I don't. I'm not that big. I'm not as much into it as you are. I just. I don't really. It just seems kind of. Don't worry, you're not disappointing. No, I know. I'm just like there's not. It doesn't really. It doesn't really wow me in any way. It's just kind of like, even like the sound effects. I don't. I don't know. I just like. I feel like there's there's so many better shooters to play. You know, I mean, not not on the Jaguar, just on other systems. That it's just kind of. Are there any other top-down spaceship shooters on the Jaguar? Before I don't think so. That might be that might be the only one. Might be the only one. Yeah. What about Alien versus Predator? Where would you put that? I, I really only played it that one time yeah. when we were here. I kind of want to jump back into that with a guide. It didn't like it didn't grab me. I think I was. I think there was literally twenty five years of hype behind that game. <laughs> you know, because it was ninety four. They were too talk, much. Too much. They were tuna. like, I was like, this. I just oh, I've, oh, oh, this is the game. This is the game. Because everyone said it was like the greatest game, and then it's like, yeah. it's cool. It looks great, and mm-hmm. then but it's like when you play Doom and how fast that moves and know, how easy it is to move. It's, t- it's, t- it's tough. Yeah, I get it. It's tough. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an intriguing console, man. I'd love to play NBA Jam TE on it. Yeah, that's the one. You know, that would be one I'd really <laughs> it's like. To the most expensive version of NBA Jam TE. Probably, but I mean, it's probably the best version. I got, hey, I got yeah. the T, I got the, I got the multi tap too. We're ready to go, Trent. We are ready to go. We just got to find a few more friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're and then they'll, they'll say the same thing. Like, hey, you guys want to play NBA Jam TE? Yeah, definitely. And then we they pull out the Jaguar. Like, what the fuck is that thing? What is that? I can't play this. It's actually a uh, dental hygiene unit. It actually <laughs> takes x-ray 
<laughs> X-rays your teeth, <laughs> and it plays video games. Yeah. Multifunctional. Yeah. So I was I was thinking back on it as I was putting this together, and I didn't realize that I got consoles every year from '95 to '99 because I got uh, my I got my 32x in '95. So did I. I got my PlayStation and my Saturn in '96. I got the PlayStation. Yeah. Yep. Sa- Saturn was the uh, Christmas gift that I got with the three free games. I got the Jaguar and and the Virtual Boy in '97. I think I got the Super Nintendo in '97. I mean, no, no um, '64. '64. I don't think I got it. I didn't. Get, I definitely didn't get it when it first came out. It might have been the yeah. So okay. I got my '64 in '98. I bought it with Christmas money, right after, like the day after Christmas. Yeah, then that. I went that, up to Walmart. And yeah, I, and I got it. I got it with WCW versus NWO Revenge. That was the game I wanted for it. That's what everybody got. Uh, yeah, that, and that was the last system I got. The sixty-four, well, not the last system, but the the yeah. next one was the uh, uh the PS2. Yeah. That was in like two thousand two. Yeah, and then of course in ninety-nine. Ninety-nine, huh? I got the Dreamcast. <laughs> so I didn't, nine, nine, ninety-nine. I, just, I didn't realize that that was. You were yeah. on a streak. I was. I, didn't realize. <laughs> I think I got my my PS2 in two thousand one. Oh right, like a year after it came out. Yeah, I think so. It was late. Yeah, I remember because we went to. I remember you gave me a bunch of PlayStation games. Like you're getting a fucking PS2. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. You don't remember? No. You like you like you need to get a PlayStation two. We're going. We're gonna get. We went to the Buckland Mall. Wait, you, I said that to you. Yeah, you got. You gave me like a stack of like PS one games to trade in towards to get a PS two. I did. Yeah. Oh damn. It might have been like five or six games or whatever, and, so I, and did I just did we paid, get some money for them? And. Uh, Obviously, we got something. I don't know what it was, and then I just, I just, you know, paid the rest for the PlayStation Two. Hell yeah! All right. <laughs> you don't remember That's that? It. Partners in crime. Uh. <laughs> I like that. Did you get GTA Three with it? No. Wait, GTA Three was out then? Yeah. Oh no, I don't even. I don't think I got any game with it. Oh. I think I just had some on my PlayStation games. You were just playing. I had like WrestleMania the arcade game and up oh, Tekken. Tekken you're, 2. You're, you were playing it with the smoothing filter? <laughs> Tekken 2. Playing the games a little bit more upscaled? Well, I'm not really. Smooth I was playing route. on a tube TV through an RF switch, probably. Probably. <laughs> <sighs> That's funny that you got a PS2 and we're playing PS1 games on it. Yeah, but you had the system. <laughs> yeah. You were ready to go. <laughs> well, as we wrap up uh, 2020 here, guys. Wrap that gavel up, B. Um, so we've had we've had eight episodes in 2020. We had 12 episodes in 2019. Um, we've obviously had more production in 2020, and we've also had a you know a pandemic to deal with at the same time. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see what you thought in terms of uh, a favorite game out of the list of game of uh, of uh, franchises that we talked about in 2020. The Shane Douglases. Yeah. So we our first episode of the year was Final Fight two and three, which we released right after the new year. I think that was in February. We had Paperboy, Doom, Smash TV, and Robotron. World, Robotron. Yeah. Well, we we discussed Robotron with, like, with Smash TV. Oh. Uh, World Cup Golf or World Cup Golf, World <laughs> Cup World Cup Soccer and Dodgeball. Friday the Thirteenth, Ghouls and Ghosts, WrestleMania, Tempest Two Thousand, Cybermorph. What would you say would be your favorite game out of the, out of that entire list? Smash TV. Wow, Smash TV, huh? Yeah. More than uh, I think more more than WrestleMania. Yeah. The arcade game. Yeah, definitely. Smash TV. I mean, WrestleMania is fun. It, it, it's 
it's I love it, but it's one note. Yeah, like Smash TV. And it's, it's not a note that it's it's like it's like the quench gum. And the thing it doesn't is, last. It's, <laughs> it's always the quench gum. <laughs> the thing is with Smash, like the, the thing is Smash TV. Are there's there's the two versions that you can play that are great. You can play it on the Nintendo. Nintendo version, man. Oh my god. And then I think the Super Nintendo is like is the I don't know if to say it's the best, it's but the it's, it's a great version. it's no, a it's great version. version. It's a great version of the game. And those th- just those two games are fun. Like two player, you have more fun playing those two player than you would WrestleMania two player. Yeah, definitely. Because you're playing, you're playing together, like co op. WrestleMania, you're just going against each yeah. other. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, Smash TV is definitely a solid choice. I'm just going for you know, I'm just going for straight up fun. Yeah. If it, I, you know, if, if 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 Final Fight two and three. What a disappointment! No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's the biggest disappointment. I think that, that, that's that the worst, should be the. They're uh, not the worst games. Favorite and least least favorite. Okay, so my I'll, I'll give you my my well give give me your least favorite and then I'll. Well, yeah, it has to be. Well, hold on, let me just look at it real quick. It ha- yeah, it has to be uh, Final Fight Two. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth probably right. Well, I'm just count. I'm just counting them both. I mean, Final Fight Three is not great either. It's not. <laughs> it, 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 like Friday the Thirteenth, I know what it is. It's it's. I don't want to hear any shit from you guys. <laughs> About Final Fight two and three being good, we are the beat 'em up experts. <laughs> Final Fight two and three are not good games. I don't care. You can you can battle me, bro. I don't give a shit who you are, what you think. You can come come at me with 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 Final Fight two and three. You'll put it on wax, and I and I will give you I will give you ten games easily better than Final Fight two and three. I don't care how much those games cost. They phoned it in on those. They screwed the pooch. Those games are terrible. But yeah, everything everything else, like Paperboy Solid, I mean, I think the Super Nintendo one is probably the best version. Like Doom, you know, those like Friday the thirteenth is you know what it is. It's it's not terrible. It's kind of fun to play through for a little bit. Mm. Like World Cup is great. Like everything else was is is good, but like Final Fight two and three is just They're just the most not, disappointing for sure. Yeah. They were the most disappointing. Yeah, so Smash TV would be my favorite, and then like most disappointed, least favorite would would be the Final Fight sequels. Yeah. Um, I think my my favorite game is Ghouls and Ghosts. No, I think it's, uh, it's Doom. Doom is my favorite game on the list. You know, it's just that that's a that's I got gotcha. you. You know, it's uh, it it it. You know, with along with Wolfenstein, of course, and that you know Wolfenstein was before that, but it just set that tone, that 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 horror tone in a f- first-person shooter. It had you know, I don't know, it's, it was that 32x environment for me playing Doom back in the day. You know, it just it was just uh yeah that next level, you know, and and um, a focused first-person shooter experience, and and um, so I don't know, it's just out of all this. You know, I love Ghouls and Ghosts. You know, I really like Dodgeball, of course. We've talked about that. Paperboy, I've got a soft spot for. Um, Smash, man, Smash TV on NES, I didn't realize. I didn't think it was going to play as good as it did. That is just yeah. ridiculous. Um, I, love, I, love, I love Tempest 2000, too. Like, I love that game. Um, I just I, I can't put any other game over that. And I'd say uh, worst game is, is almost harder for me to... to come up with um i can't say final fight 2 and 3 are the worst games they are the most boring um 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really include Cybermorph on that that list since it's not really. We didn't go into like a deep dive about it. I mean, I guess you, I mean you definitely could say Cybermorph is the worst game on there. I think Friday the Thirteenth is my least favorite. See, I, I, I almost would, I almost would play Friday the Thirteenth over Final Fight Three. <laughs> you know, that's just me. Yeah, it's weird because. Final Fight 3 is boring, right? But Friday the 13th frustrates me. No, yeah, I get it. So it's like, what do you, what do you like... It's like... it's like What, it's what like, emotion it, do you want to feel it's right like, now? It's like you got shit in one hand and puke in the other. It's like, which... You know, which which one which one do you want to drop first, you know? And it's it's just hard to... I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to pick. I mean, a gun to my head, Friday the 13th. It's fine. It's no a, one's going to argue that. Yeah, it's just I, I just I can't. I don't know. There's something about it. I just can't. People people weren't feeling the World Cup dodgeball. No, they weren't. Least 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 watched least watched know, uh, episode I, of the I, year. I don't know why. I think sports games. You know. It could be. People, I don't know. People want to see. Uh, <laughs> people want to see the other stuff. So and we'll keep that in mind for future episodes. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do what we want to do. Um. Yeah, so you know, like, like we've we've talked about guys. I mean, this podcast is all about reliving the memories, you know, trying to to go back and enjoy these old games. If we can find new games that kind of harken back, like this game Polybius that we're gonna plug in after Polybius. we're done here. Um, oh, speaking of, did you see? Did you see they're putting out like a Ghouls and Ghosts remake, like remastered or some kind of? No. Yeah, I thought. I, I, just, I mean, I love, just, I love just, me some Ghouls and Ghosts. Just announced like the other day. I don't know if it's like a collection or if it's like a remastered version. I just saw it the other day. Oh, just an FYI. I'll have to check that. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, so you know, go back and play some old games, guys. I mean, this that's what it's all about. You know, go relive your history. Go relive your past. <laughs> go go share some memories. Go talk about about where you were, what you did, and um, you know, talk about Adam Shaw taking a big shit in in in, <laughs> in your brother's toilet and having to throw it over a balcony, you know. Even or, if it's not about you, or, or having to 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 ride your bike to you know. Was it Johnny Zabore? Was yeah, it? there you go. Johnny Zabore's house, and you know, playing some WrestleMania on the Super Nintendo, and watching how, how absolutely slow and plotting all three Shawn Michaels were. <laughs> you know, um, that's what it's all about. All we have is is our history, our memories, our friends, and and the things that uh, matter. Which is our, I, th- I think, at tw- what twenty twenty has taught us is that what matters most is the experiences that we can have with the people that we love and care about. So um, that's what this podcast is all about and remembering those good times. So go out and play some classic games and enjoy them with the people that you love if you can. Anything else? Wrap that gavel up. We will hope for a uh, uh, happier and more prosperous 2021, Um, but it's been a fun 2020. I love doing this, and uh, we'll continue to – keep rolling with you guys and come up with some new ideas for for some great games and as we've mentioned in the past we are always open to suggestions for games that you guys might want us to cover you can catch us at the turbo duo at gmail.com we're also on instagram as the turbo duo and on facebook as the turbo duo and uh, we would love your suggestions or thoughts and uh on, on the podcast in any ways that we can Provide more enjoyment for all of you, and then search on YouTube the Turbo Duo Cast. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's keep getting some subs on there, guys. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, uh, help us to get our landing page on there so that you guys can uh, find us more easily. We want to reach 
as many people as we can with this kind of content. So uh, your help would be appreciated in, uh, in boosting our numbers up there. If you can remember to get on there and subscribe and, uh, as my son says, hit the bell for the notifications mm. so you know when podcasts are going to be dropping. And with that, Trent, I think we will bid 2020 adieu. Adieu. A bit adieu. Absolutely. Be safe. <laughs> get out of my life. <laughs> be happy. Get out of my life. Be healthy. And as always, Trent, as What's always. That? What's that? Keep it turbo. Enjoy your Christmas and your holidays, everybody. Achy-cha.